Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're going to be more and more sick and they're making the condition worse. So you need to talk to some crazy doctor like me and listen to our show and, and hear Joe and I talk about all this stuff. And like we always say, we're, we're trying to help you make good decisions. We, we don't want to tell you what to do. If you ask us, we'll give you our opinion. But especially for me, as has been in practice now for around 20 years, maybe a little bit longer, I've seen a lot of things. Uh, I've felt really stupid many days, and I'm always learning, and 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 I don't give up. So you want a crazy guy like me that does not give up and will help you fight whatever's going on, and and I'll give you an honest answer. Don't don't ask me a question if you don't want the honest answer. Oh, and there's a lot of information, and uh, Dave. Like I said, he helped me, but, you know, these conversations that we're having on this radio show, we probably sit there uh, for hours when I'd come and visit you, and, and it was the same thing. You know, we were just talking like this, and then, boom, one day it clicked. But Dave's out there looking for your help, you know, for, for your best benefit. He's looking for your health and to do what he can. You know, again, he's not a, um, a miracle healer. But he's pretty darn close, and I can say that, I guess, because uh, I direct result of that. So thanks again, Dave, and anybody that's listening, reach out to Dave if you got something, even if something, something simple. There's always a solution, and you just got to talk to the right people, and I'd strongly recommend Dr. Krupa. And this is not a celebrity endorsement. Uh, we're not getting paid big bucks to say these things. We just want people to be healthy you know i love to go out and see healthy people and talk to healthy people and live in a healthy country it's wow it's getting to the point though where you know everybody's sick everybody's got a problem and uh you know you really can't have a conversation with but a select few people you know it's it's kind of weird but we can change that if we all get heading in the right direction and starting simple starting small call dave and figure it out that's all well, i gotta great, say Joe. Thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you being here. This is the time of the show where I like to tell you, please be very, very quick to listen and slow to speak. And don't be so busy worrying about tomorrow that you fail to live today. And don't beat yourself up. You can't do everything perfect, but try to enjoy your life. Do some good things. And, uh, you know, God bless you. Well, as the song says, whatever condition your condition is in at the start of the show, I'm hoping that we gave you some information so you can make some good decisions. And God willing, we will be here next week. We're going to be doing the new format from now on. It's 6 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Please come join us. We love it when you call in. And if you've got suggestions, host i mean uh guests you'd like to hear let us know we'll get them in here so anyway um it's that time of the show thank you frank thank you guys in the chat room thank you very much joe uh, appreciate you being here and god bless everybody and good night good night america 
Seems the love I've known has always been the most destructive kind. Guess that's why now. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on AVRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great, the service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. We actually have a mobile showroom, so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you, and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call, and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot, and it's all free of charge. That's Pet Floor of Houston. PetFloor.com. Stand by. Licensed to carry gun instructors are excellent at getting you qualified for state licensing where licenses are required. However, when it comes to legal defense with a gun or any weapon, you may want to do your own research and discover your options. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on civil and criminal appeals, legal expenses, court costs, bail, time lost from work, and more. Up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Our members never come out of pocket for itemized benefits. We are not a reimbursement nor insurance service. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time.
Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super efficient system, you should call BDAC 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. stage in your examination. It's a rather informal test in which we try to get some line on your ability to think on your feet. Your reaction to stress and pressure. Clear your desk. Get your number two pencil ready. If you are ready, the Inquisition is about to begin. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. If you have questions, please refer them to the chat room and make them good. Go ahead. Make my day. One question, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Live from Houston, Texas, a man who calls it like he sees it, without the normal political correctness he may have grown comfortable with. It's time for the Texas Perspective on current news and events. This show is not for the faint of heart or easily offended. Chances are you will learn something and along the way get to hear some great music from bands you may have missed. The doctor is in, and he will see you now. Well, I guess we better get on with it. So Donald Trump's up there. I, I, it's a laugh fest for me. I'm watching the news media. They're going berserk. I saw Shepard Smith on Fox News the other day. He got a couple of other butthurt journalists in there, and they, they whine for a full hour about Donald Trump. I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm ecstatic. Uh, I always find it entertaining to watch a bunch of delusional liberals you know, who are off in their own fantasy land and in Cumbered by reality, and then have all of those cruel vicissitudes closing in on them and causing them any amount of emotional distress. I don't think I've laughed this much in 40 years. I'm telling you, I'm just I'm that happy. And and watching the the uh, the fake news and the very fake news. 
uh, guys out there, I mean, just whining and crying because Donald Trump's got a Twitter account with twice as many followers as any of them. Uh, and he just goes right by him, man. He just. <laughs> That's the great thing about uh, modern forms of communication is that the media, which traditionally has performed the role of the people who acquire information, determine which information is relevant and important, and then disseminate it to the public at large, are now almost irrelevant and shortly will be totally irrelevant. That's what I see happening out there. I was just thinking, it's like uh, Donald Trump is like the uh, roadrunner, and uh, the news media is like Wile E. Coyote, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there it is. And they set the trap for him, and he comes up, and he looks it over and says, Meep, meep. Meep. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> oh, man, we, we are indeed having a good time. So uh, Texas... Right now, the, the good news is, as we talked about last week, our uh, governor has actually taken a stand on the bathroom issue, but I don't see him taking a stand on much else. Uh, you and I are talking about the border problem. Uh, you know, wouldn't it be easier to just stop them before they came in? Well, that was certainly the approach that we took uh, back in the old days of the Cold War, is that, you know, the idea of patrolling the border was to regulate movement across that border. Now, of course, at it was a different uh, set of circumstances in that we were the ones trying to help people escape communism while the communists were trying to keep them in. <laughs> I got to say hi to Jim Black and Rodney Pugh. They have already logged in in the chat room. The rest of you all are late. You're like Amber. She's late, too, but she's going to be here. God bless her. The rain uh, is slowing everybody down. But, yeah, that's uh, that's the issue. We wait until these guys come in. They come in and they suck down all this free stuff, and then they complain when we try to uh, send them back to where they came from because they didn't come in the right way. Yeah, you would think it would be much easier to keep them out in the first place. That's what I think, and that's what I told the governor, but he has not gotten back with me on that. It, it doesn't seem he shares my sentiment in particular. Well, when you take the attitude of uh, if you're going to use the Department of Public Safety as the solution, that helps you define what you think your problem is. Now, if we were going to get realistically uh, about this and say, all right, it's really a, a military problem and it needs a military solution, that creates another problem for the governor. You can't use the National Guard without the permission of the Department of the Army up in Washington. Now, of course, the previous regime, you could guess on what the odds of that approval coming down the pipeline would be. Uh, you know, but things might be a, a little bit uh, more favorable for that solution in, in the future. And I, I would hope that it would be considered and, and implemented. And, and rather the, the fake story, which I think was actually a counterintelligence trap of using 100,000 National Guard troops to round yeah, up illegal yeah, aliens. I know that's going to go away here in a minute. So we hope we're alive anyway. But uh, Donald Trump is about to uh, make news. He has decided that it's time for America to do something sort of original and crazy and wild. Uh, that is to uh, start enforcing the law. And there are people that are just going berserk because they can't believe that we're going to start enforcing the law. So we're going to see what happens with that, but that's what they want to do. They want to start enforcing the law, and it's going to be an issue. Uh, one of the problems that we're having, of course, is getting the wall built. 
if we're going to build a wall, we've got to buy a lot of land because, unfortunately, only about 100 miles of the land on the border currently belongs to the government, and nobody's gotten around to buying the rest of it. So we need to fix that. But I think it's going to happen. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to simply tell all of these illegal aliens, uh, and none of the other uh, news outlets can get that right. They're still calling them undocumented immigrants. But to call illegal aliens undocumented Im- immigrants, if you're going to carry that forward, if I go down to Walmart today and I steal a couple of TVs and walk out the door with them, that would uh, that would be an undocumented purchase. Not actually illegal, you understand. It's just that... I walked out the store without actually giving them any money or filling out any paperwork, therefore an undocumented purchase. So if we're going to follow the precedent that's been set for us by Barack and St. Obama, then that's the way we have to do it. But we can't do that. That's total breakdown of society. It's complete and absolute anarchy. So what we have to do is we have to begin to enforce the law, and that's what we want to do. And it's just driving a lot of folks berserk. Now, the good news here in Texas is Donald Trump's pretty pretty popular down here. I had a story on it. I may get to it a little bit later, but Donald Trump's pretty popular in Texas. The truth is most Texans want to enforce the law. The truth is Most Texans are sick and tired of the lack of law enforcement that's been going on down here. So, today we move one step closer to implementing those plans to aggressively get rid of the illegal aliens here in the United States, and of course that includes these 12 million or so here in Texas, and to reinstall the law, the Constitution, if you will. In a fact sheet uh, outlining the efforts, uh, DHS, Department of Homeland, it used to be uh, Department of Homeland Insecurity, but I think now we're going to change it back to the Department of Homeland Security because it's starting to look like that that actually could happen. So in a uh, fact sheet outlining those efforts, the Department of Homeland Security said that their top priority now is to find and remove undocumented illegal aliens with criminal histories, and millions more may also be subject for immediate removal. Well, why? Technically, if you're here and you didn't come in through the front door, you didn't get some sort of a green card, you you didn't present your passport, whatever. Barry just chimed in and said, no, YouTube. YouTube's up now, my friend. I got it. See if anybody's in there. And we'll get that shared, too. All this new security stuff is making my life crazy. But nonetheless, we do need security. And we need security even if it's just on uh, YouTube. So anyway, YouTube is live. Check it now. I think we got it. And we need security on our border. There's a ridiculous amount of Texans that are out of work. Now, a lot of them are out of work because while they would take a job picking lettuce, they do not want to pick lettuce for $5 an hour or $8 an hour, whatever the minimum wage is. They're going to want more than that. But if we get rid of the illegal aliens that are here that have been doing that work, 
it's going to change everything. In fact, I don't know. I might, I might even be able to reopen my landscaping company. Yeah, if we got the illegal aliens out of here. And the economy is on its way up. If you recall um, the uh, reading we had the other day with uh, uh, Wilbur, simple old boy from Austin, little red riding Republican, talked about the fact because there were jobs. <laughs> well, there's, no, there's jobs now. Jobs are coming back. They're coming back here in Texas. They're coming back everywhere across the United States. So under the Democrat-controlled Congress, when uh, Barack Hussein Obama passed his stimulus package and they started to talk about health care reform, in other words, how to take over one-sixth of the American economy and give people less lower qua- and lower quality health care for more money, that all passed fairly easily. According to this story, however, um, well, they're, they're still fighting. I, I don't want to do that one right now. They're still fighting the uh, still fighting some of the stuff in, in uh, Congress. But with extremely limited exceptions, Department of Homeland Security will not exempt classes or categories of illegal aliens from potential law enforcement. In other words, the law might be just blind justice. We do the same thing for everybody because that's fair, you know, like the fair tax where everybody gets taxed the same rate regardless of how wealthy you are. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Meanwhile, I'm glad we were able to get this thing, get this uh, ball on the road. Got to get this thing on the move, as somebody once said. And I'm about ready to do that right now. We're going to get this thing on the move. Sorry, I'm typing here. There we are. Yes, yes, yes. I'm I'm on it. I am on it. So give me a second here, and I'm going to have it all going for you on the Doc Green Show. Yeah, there we are. Blast from the past.
to get back to some grand funk later. Sorry, that was not the playlist I wanted, but I had a bunch of people knocking on my door over here claiming I was an illegal alien. So I had to go to explain to them that, no, I'm wearing a tie. So anyway, solved the problem with that. The new memo that uh, they've just introduced to to Homeland uh, Insecurity does not include instructions to halt the 2012 executive action called DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Now, that's a bad deal because what I'm afraid that uh, Donald Trump doesn't understand is that we've got gang members down there in Mexico and and Colombia and South America, and they're kidnapping these children and then bringing them up here and dropping them off uh, just on our side of the border or occasionally even south of the border and uh, paying somebody to get them into here. So that's going on. So that's why DACA has to go away. And i got to tell you right now, over in, in uh, Dilly, Texas, we are completely out of control. That place is full up. The lifeboat is full. It's full of illegal aliens. They're down there complaining that they're not getting good food, that the food was better where they came from. They're complaining they're not getting enough free legal help. They're complaining that they're not getting enough free education. They're complaining that uh, sometimes the uh, drink machines don't have Mexican Cokes in them. That's DACA for you. That's how that works. So, you know, it's costing you, the taxpayer, uh, thousands of dollars. But uh, the illegal aliens that we're helping don't appreciate it, and they don't want it. So far, to date, expedited removal has been exercised only for aliens that were encountered within 100 air miles of the border and within 14 days of entry. The aliens who arrived by sea or any other port of entry not included. Once again, my my question to Governor Abbott the last time I got to see him in person, I can't wait to see him again, but the last time I got to see him in person, the uh, question that I asked him is, wouldn't it be easier to stop these guys before they got across the border? That's exactly what should be happening. They should not be making it across the border. And simple deportation is not enough. I told you about the Chinese guy that uh, raped that child and... We sent him back to China, and six weeks later, he's back here in Texas. Deportation is not enough. Uh, The new action also seeks to expand the police-based immigration enforcement program, known as 287G, which allows local and state officers to perform immigration duties as long as they undergo the requisite training. I mean, what training do you really need? Are you here legally? No? All right, you're going to jail. You're a crook. I don't want to hear that you came here with your parents 14 years ago. Well, actually, I do. Where do your parents live exactly? Yeah, I'd like to help them. I'd like to get them a ticket. I'd like to give them a ticket to ride. Wish I could play that on the show, but I can't play any Beatles at all. Anyway, the program, of course, fell out of favor under the Obama administration because they didn't like the idea that cops were enforcing the law. Barack Obama, being the lawless bastard that he was, anybody that enforced the law was a problem for Barack Obama. He just didn't like it. He didn't like the law. He didn't like the law being enforced. So this empowered state and local enforcement agencies to assist in the enforcement of the federal immigration law, and it's critical to an effective enforcement strategy. 
Border Patrol and ICE are going to have to work with interested and eligible jurisdictions. The expansion of the 287G program will be concentrated here on the border areas. Our 1,241-mile border that we have here in Texas is still unclear what these measures are going to mean for other state-based immigration efforts here in Texas. But you know and I know that so far all of the money being spent locally here in Texas isn't making much of a difference. Back Rusty Monsies called me yesterday. I'm going to get it posted up, but uh, he's got a, a helpline now that you can go to. It's run by DPS, but he got the info for me. So that... Uh, you can report illegal aliens. So this is a pretty good deal. Of course, uh, immediately the ACLU came out and said how horrible and un-American this is. They said this just goes to show you how horrible and un-American Donald Trump is. But I say that uh, what the ACLU did just goes show goes to show you how horrible and un-American the uh, American Communist uh, Liberal Union is. Because the ACLU is an enemy of America, just like the press is an enemy of America. So uh, the the uh, liberals just excited about this. They are totally blown away by it. Lynn Tremonti, director of America's Voice Education Fund, an illegal alien rights group, uh, keeping in mind illegal aliens don't have any rights because they are not citizens. She said that this is terrible because the government's now admitting they're not going to exempt any classes or categories of criminals from potential enforcement. These memos amount to an instructional manual for a coast-to-coast, fast-track deportation of everyone who is here illegally in under criminal status because of that and and poor Lynn Tremonte of America's Voice Education Fund she's whining and crying she says no matter how long they've been here breaking the law no matter how long their family ties are tied to breaking the law here in America and no matter how much they steal from Americans they're going to be sent back it's just terrible well, Lynn, I think you ought to pack up and go back with them and help them out down there in their home countries. I think they could use use a woman like you. Yeah. The memo also calls to immediately hire 5,000 additional Border Patrol agents and ask Homeland Security to identify all sources of federal aid to Mexico over the last five years. <laughs> Who's going to pay for the wall? Mexico! And allocate all sources of available funding for the planning, design, construction, and maintenance of the new border wall. And under the new guidelines, all illegal aliens that are approved for deportation will be returned to the country from which they came instead of where they originally came from. That means Mexico is going to have, well, they're going to have a little immigration problem down there in Mexico. The problem with the corrupt government in Mexico is, A, they can't, they can't provide for the people they got now. They don't have enough jobs because most of the money is being stolen by the leadership at the top, Presidente. And now they're going to have a whole bunch of more people showing up down there, only this time instead of bringing their American paychecks with them, 
They're going down there saying, hey, we need a job. We need food. We need a place to live. I love it. <laughs> On Monday, a uh, a publication called ProPublica, citing Mexican and American officials, reported how this policy shift is going to create significant new security issues for the region as the authorities in each country push unwanted illegal aliens back and forth. Well, I am stoked. I think it's freaking awesome. All right, take it a break. Frank, we'll be right back on the Doc Green Show. sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call VitaScientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. 
Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call Beatty AC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. Beatty AC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E, AC and Heat. BDACandHeat.com. You've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover SelfDefenseFund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. The doctor is in. Oh, the doctor is in, yeah. So uh, there was a uh, University of Texas uh, poll to find out how people felt about uh, Donald Trump enforcing the law. And the majority of Texans support banning Syrian refugees and blocking individuals from seven other Muslim-majority countries from entering the United States. They balk only a little bit about banning Muslims who are not U.S. citizens from entering the country, but that's because there's a lot of people that still don't have the brains to understand what Islam is. They've not been properly educated. These are the people that have believed what they heard in the news. Now, Donald Trump caught a lot of heat because he said in Sweden they got a lot of immigration problems. They do. In Sweden, rape and murder are, I mean, they're going up like 70-80% over what they used to be. And why? Muslims. So Donald Trump caught a lot of heat for that, but that's the truth. Wherever Muslims go, as soon as they reach critical mass, they utterly destroy a country. Because according to the Quran, anybody who is not as good a Muslim as they are is an infidel and deserves to be destroyed, deserves to have his his uh, wife taken from him, or his life taken from him, for that matter. Uh, they deserve to be raped and beaten into submission. Hopefully, I guess uh, they justify it by saying, well, if you beat them and rape them long enough, then maybe they'll become good Muslims. The only problem is once you've been defiled, uh, you can never be a good Muslim because the idea of grace does not exist in Islam. So that's the only reason why some people are balking at banning Muslims like the two Swedish guys that were interviewed on uh, Tucker Carlson's show. They said uh, when, he, when he asked them, uh, well, why do you think that they're trying to suppress uh, this news of how horrible these Muslims are? And he said, well, maybe they don't want to appear to be racist. Well, it's appearing to be racist, okay? But this is not about race. This is about religion. This is about our God against theirs. Their God, the moon God, uh, Mephistopheles, uh, Lucifer, their God... Lucifer and Allah are interchangeable for the same same created being, an archangel, one of three archangels in heaven. It's just that Lucifer got kind of full of himself, said, hey, you know, I want to be God. 
And so uh, he, he went about trying to do that. God let him. And now today, the Muslims have more adherents in many places than Christians do. If they are not the leading religion in the world, they're very close to becoming that. But back to this poll. So asked about banning Syrian refugees, 54% said they support that. 37% say strongly support that. The Republicans are with Donald Trump on the issue. 65% strongly support the ban. That's what's amusing to me about the regular news media. When they're out there uh, beating up on Donald Trump, saying what a horrible guy is, I understand they're beating up on me. They're beating up on you, my listener, because we're all part of that basket of deplorables that Hillary spoke about. So the news media, the liberal left communist anti-American news media, the enemies of America— they are going after the majority of America. 17%, 65% strongly support the ban. 17% somewhat support the ban. <laughs> That's a big number, folks. That is a big number. That's nearly 75% of Americans that support this ban. Democrats, on the other hand, 51% strongly oppose the ban because they're, well, they're Democrats, which means they're just naturally stupid. 18% somewhat oppose it. While white Texans support the ban 63%, that's because they're racist, of course, while a plurality of blacks only support it 49%, and a slight majority of Hispanic Texans 51% oppose it. So the Hispanics kind of are starting to figure this out. Black folks don't understand it. I And I don't understand black folks because they are the ones that are most affected by Muslim immigration. The responses were similar to a question about blocking people from Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen. The seven countries listed in the executive order that Donald Trump signed, which... Those seven countries were picked during the Obama administration as the big problems. But overall, 56% had to support at least a temporary ban on people from these countries, while only 38% are stupid enough to completely oppose it. Again, there's a partisan split, though. 88% of Republicans in favor, 71% of Democrats opposed. Poll director uh, Darren Shaw, professor of government at UTA, said that uh, I'm used to talking about how Texans are more open about this stuff, but these are now much more conservative than the national numbers, proving that Texans are smarter than the average bear. Eh, boo-boo? Republicans said that they would support banning Muslims who were not U.S. citizens from entering the U.S., while 51% strongly support and another 16% somewhat support. But the overall numbers for a religious ban were mixed. 45% in favor, 47% opposed. Among Democrats, only 19% support a ban, while 56% strongly opposed a ban. For those that want to bring more Muslims into this town, I think we've got to go, and you guys can help me. The next time they're having one of these pro-immigration, uh, illegal immigration uh Rallies, help me to go out there and collect names and phone numbers. 
because then I want to call him up and say, hi, uh, this is ICE. We uh, have determined that you are eligible to receive three uh, immigrants from Somalia. And they'll say, no, 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 you don't understand. I only have a small house. No, 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 you don't understand. You want these people here. You asked for it. Now you're taking them, by God. You are taking them. Now you want to see some people backpedaling when they all of a sudden realize, wait a minute, I, I thought that was for that guy over there. I didn't think it was going to affect me. Reminds me of that Austin woman up there who says, I voted for every library, every mass transit, every improvement in the parks, all of the new gazebos, and now my taxes are so high, I can't afford to live here anymore. <laughs> you see, she was under the impression somebody else is going to pay for all that stuff. She just wanted it all. It's like going to the store and loading up your grocery cart cart and walking out the door with your undocumented purchase and all of a sudden somebody steps up and says, uh, excuse me, but you got to pay for that. Yep. I don't know what you think, but I think it's sort of unreasonable to the store owner that he would want to get paid for the stuff that you just loaded up in your cart, don't you? I mean, come on. It's ridiculous what it is. Anyway, I got no time for, I got no time left for these illegal aliens. So I got a message for him, and here it is. Oh, yeah. Supporters, thanks where your city's trying to get their message out, but guess what? It's going to pass. We are going to outlaw sanctuary cities in Texas.
Oh, yeah. We got no time for these illegal aliens, guys. We do have time to get rid of them, though. That's what we want to do. We want to get rid of them. We want them gone. So that's the long version. You only get to hear that kind of stuff on the Doc Green Show. Right now on the Newsmaker Line, we got Rodney Pugh from Las Vegas. What's going on, Rodney? Hey, Doc. You know, it, it still amazes me when you get asked a yes-no question, how you got a somewhat answer on there. <laughs> yeah, go figure, right? I, I've never figured that out. You know, it's like, well, somewhat. Like what? You're either on this side one day and that side the other day? I, I don't know. I don't get that. Well, I don't understand it either, uh, but I'm always reminded of the of the guy that was tired of the uh, war of northern aggression, so he put on a union top and uh, and Confederate bottoms, and he walked out into the field to sue for peace, and they both sides shot him. You know, if you stand in the middle of the road, you get run over. Uh, it's just the way that it is. So That's pick a side true. and get on it. Pick a side and get on it. I, I'll respect anybody who picks a side. If, you, if you're in the middle of the fence, I'm going to burn pants. <laughs> there you that, go. That, that's the way I've always looked at it. But if you pick a side in, if I don't like it, I'm okay with you. You know? No, no Rodney, we got to get you a better phone, man. You're breaking up a little bit. Are you on oh, a cell phone? Sorry, let me get it. Yes, I am. I need to get my other phone going. Let's yeah, you got to get the better part of the house, you know, where, where uh, you got that strong cell signal coming in. But. You're absolutely right. We're sick and tired of people who want to stand in the middle and then preach to the rest of us that, that uh, they're right. you got to get on one side or the other. We're on the verge of That's losing true. society, guys. And, and if we don't do that, if we don't stand up for something, we're going to lose it all. You, are you better now, Rodney? I am. I am. That's why I hate the Facebook now because we got so many demigods on Facebook on Facebook now that preach one thing, but at the same time they're preaching to me, they're preaching the same thing to fight against. Yep. And well, that's, we got uh, And that's what I call it. it. And uh, Islam, once again, I'd like to remind all of you guys, Islam has to be eradicated or it will eradicate us. I wish there were some middle ground on this, but there's not. you got to stop it. Now, I feel sorry for, for my buddy up in Fort Worth that's living next door to a mosque now, <laughs> and it's driving him nuts. Well, the people don't really understand how Muslim, how Muslim or Islam started. They have to start from the beginning. But that's a whole other story of how Muhammad, you know, started. He started one place, went to another, went to another, went to another. Stalin went to Israel and thought that they would uh, consider him their their savior. When the the Israelis rejected him, then he went back to uh, the uh, the Arab side and decided that his uh, the Jews needed to be eradicated, and anyone that didn't agree with him needed to be eradicated. <laughs> they all rejected him. So, that, you know, it's a whole long story, but you're right. Anyone that doesn't believe in Islam has to be eradicated. It's, it's a bottom line story, no matter where they're at. And there are no, yes. in, in England, in Switzerland, Sweden, wherever they're at, in their own community, communities are no 
forget how they put it. But you, if you're not a, uh, an Islam, you're not allowed to go in there. And they will hurt you. They will kill you. Oh, they absolutely will kill you. Yeah, make no mistake about it. Uh, they, it's on the news. Same with Muslims. There's no middle ground with Muslims, pretty much. You, you, you're the kill. No, it is. Either the infidel I, converts or he gets killed. That's it. Even when I was over in Iraq fighting with them with the Russians, there was areas I was not allowed to go into because I was an infidel, even though I was trying to help them fight the Russians. There were places I was not allowed to go to. Well, yeah, because you're an infidel. But it's yeah, like I said, in the end, there can be only one, Rodney. Yeah, it's them, not us. Yeah. And, but, in, uh, and in the end, I mean, it, you're going to have two Muslim mullahs looking at each other across the room, kind of squinty-eyed with their other. fingers twitching, saying, I'm a pretty good Muslim, but I'm not sure about you. That's right. And then, the, and the then there'll be the final battle, and one of them will emerge. Bloodied, right. but supreme, and there will be peace. Right. <laughs> now, people are concerned, too, about how this wall is going to be built, how the task forces are going to be built. It's simple. And I'm just going to let a little cat out of the bag early, even though I'm not authorized to, because I'm not working anymore. But I know how some of this is going to be done. It's easy. Wherever they're picking people up from, and sending them back to wherever that aid, those people are coming from, the aid that goes to that country is going uh-huh. to be siphoned off. So it's not coming from the American taxpayer. If we're sending trillions of aid to Mexico, trillions yeah. of aid to, to Brazil, we're going to take some of that money, and it's coming from them. It's not expected for them to pay us back. We're just going to siphon it off and say, hey, you owe us this much for these people, and there it is. Yeah, well, that's what should be done. And uh, you just just tell Mexico, hey, as soon as we got our immigration situation under control, uh, then we'll look back and see if there's any money left for you. But I'm totally against paying foreign aid to other countries. Uh, And that includes Israel, by the way. I love Israel. I I, uh, I respect the Jewish oh, yeah. people, but I think they can get by without our money. We send them, I'm, I don't know if it's more or less the same that we used to. It's a whole different story. I don't, I'm not totally aware. I know they helped train me at one time. Yes, I'll tell you a funny story about that in a second, but it's even the new task forces that are coming up that are being trained that will be coming out. Um, but, um, you know, they'll be coming out. They'll be doing a lot more work. This, I won't say it'll be all cleaned up, but it's going to start getting better as the year goes on. As I say, better for the American people, better for the country. Now, the nationalities that are not here legally, you know, when you say you're a criminal and you look over your shoulder, Mm-hmm. They're going to have to start looking over both shoulders and between their legs. <laughs> yeah, well, this is going to get really hot. I was just checking out just on one set of numbers. Uh, Mexico gets five hundred sixteen million dollars a year, but that's only one program. I'm going to have to try to get all of those together because uh, that's a lot. 
and uh, and yeah. I think it's significantly higher than that. Down. But yeah. there's if all kinds of programs to get money for, you know, and and uh, we put it all together, uh, and it's huge. It is a huge amount, and I don't know why they get it because they keep coming over here, and like you said, you know, it's ridiculous. But we're going to, I won't say siphon, but it, they're going to be penalized in a court fashion, saying that, you know, you have X amount of people here, it's going to cost us this much to send them back, you know, so here it goes. This is how it's going to happen. Well, we can certainly fix that. Hey, guys, it's top of the hour. We're going to hit this break. Thank you, Rodney. And we're going to come no back with Babette Holder. protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more. Up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. Hello, I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast-food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down, and it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came installation time, he came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or offices at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this it's not like I've done this one or two times but I've done it many many times so give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge that's Floors of Houston 
Tejas Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. Not only is the doctor in, but I have the lovely and talented Babette Holder all the way from Chicago, Illinois, and she's in today, too. What's going on, Babette? Hey, Doc. It's beautiful out here. I think you guys must have sent us some nice weather. It's cloudy, but it's in the 60s. That's springtime to us. Well, we decided <laughs> to share. Uh, of course, it's about uh, it's approaching 80 degrees out there today, but the sun is shining. Nice five-mile-an-hour breeze out of the south. It's fabulous. Yeah, it is. And that's about, you know, we take our positive moments when we can get them. Otherwise, we're still dealing with the same old Illinois, as Indiana called it. You know, the <laughs> state of Indiana at the border, they have billboards that says, if you're fed up with being Illinois, come on and move to Indiana. <laughs> well, that's Pitts country down there in Indiana, Babette. Well, you know, that, yeah, it is. It's Pence Country. They have revamped their state. They finally got their act together a few years ago, got a budget, um, became fiscally sound. Corporations and businesses are moving there. So, I, you know, I t- I, Indiana better be careful, though. I don't think they want that mass exodus of the ones who caused the troubles in the state of Illinois. Well, that's uh, part of the problem. Some of those guys would like to move out, too. And, of course, even the gangbangers, after they, uh, you know, their drug deal uh, gets up to where it's generating significant cash flow, a lot of those guys like to move to a better neighborhood. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. They they destroy one area and community with their business dealings and where they handle their business, as they say out here. But they don't live in that community. Because why would they want to be around all that? Well, you know, I I, uh, I have a lot of interesting clients, and I, I do work occasionally for other companies, too. But I, I know one guy, and that said, he moved into the nice gated community. But, of course, every night he had to go out and get in the, uh, get in the uh, nice car and drive down and, uh, you know, run his collections and all that kind of stuff. And, and it always came in in large rolls of $20 bills. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And you know what else we're fighting here, Doc? Instead of them focusing on a budget for the state and that pension crisis, they're now going to bring forth, it could come at any time, HB 40, House Bill 40. What is House Bill 40? House Bill 40 is abortion on demand, taxpayer-funded. It's called the free Medicaid abortion. No restrictions. Whoa, so what? no restrictions at all. This is in uh, the the uh, Illinois State House coming up. Yes, it is HB forty. That's what's going to be coming up. What is and the matter with these will, people? I, I, exactly, this bill will make Illinoisans pay for abortions 
all the way up to as late as possible for any reason, and it's unlimited. This is insane. I, I don't understand it. Uh, once again, I, I've, I'm fond of saying Black Lives Matter everywhere except for at the abortion clinic. Exactly. Everywhere except for at the abortion clinic or in the car, on the way, by foot, CTA bus, whatever. Don't matter then. So you can. this will increase our Medicaid. They're, they're projecting that it could cost the state over $10 million. Wow. It's craziness. This is this is a bill that's taking, you know, it's going to get preference or priority over the budget crisis and the pension debt, which is in the trillions. Yeah, which is already a serious problem. But for some reason, and I don't know, Babette, maybe you can explain it to me. What's, how, what is the, the frame of mind that you have to operate in where you can just kind of pretend these things are not, you know, not a real problem or they're they're going to go away or we've got all the time in the world to solve them so we can uh, delve into other things like getting universal abortion. I, I, I can't get into that mindset at all. I can't even realize the problem. And the problem is they're not even listening to their own people. Those who are affected greatly with the state in this crisis mode right now, the, the college kids who are going to state-funded colleges, the seniors who are depending upon the state aid for their everyday basic needs to survive and exist, they've paid their taxes and time into the state. Where is the state now for these people, for the disabled? The, this, uh, you know, a lot of their programs and stuff were cut because the funding isn't there. So you want to talk about being pro-life. This is life being affected at every age and stage and capability, and yet they're worrying about this HB40. So they That's... will come up with this HB40. Well, I'm going to cut you guys some slack on that. I'm not sure that I should, but I'm going to. Because let's face it, your state is predominantly Democrat, and it's been predominantly Democrat for some 65, 70 years, maybe longer than that. And so we understand that this is how Democrats think. My problem is here in Texas, where we have had total Republican hegemony now for uh, 16 years, and yet Abortion is still happening. So how pro-life are we? That is true. But, as I, and I'm going to cut you off some slack because your state obviously, you know, is, is the federal law. You know, we got Roe versus Wade, which, oh, speaking of which, just recently Roe passed away. Um, was yes. it Sunday? Very recent. Yep. Nor- Norma McCorvey. Uh, who started this thing saying that she was raped when in fact she had had an affair with her boss and uh, she repented of that by the way so so we we do cut her some slack and she tried to go back and recall that saying look the whole thing's built on a lie uh this decision needs to be struck down but the supreme court would not hear the challenge exactly they would not hear it and she spent the rest of her life, you know, advocating um, on the, the pro-life and, and so forth. So absolutely. But as far as Texas, it's like any other predominantly Republican or red state. you got to follow federal laws. And as you know, 
you know, Planned Parenthood with their big money and backed by all their sorrows like people, mm-hmm. yeah, they're constantly fighting. And they're behind this bill, too, in this state. And there's many, I, I believe they copy this into many other states. Um, but, of course, they know states like you said, like Illinois, the very blue states that have been blue for years. There's only color counties that are red. And even now, some of these counties, it's not even the county. You can't say the county anymore. It's a pocket city, little towns. And that we're the ones that are constantly fighting stuff like this. You made a good point, though, Doc, when you said something and you said, you know, about the lies. What are the Democrats telling you about lies? In other words, I guess in their mind, we'll just eliminate a good number of you all. Keep having abortion. That way, you know, our the expenses will go down. It's a horrible thing when you think about them. It's how demonic it is. Well, yeah, that's a, demonic is a good word because that's exactly how it should be described. And I just don't understand it. And I don't. I don't see any reason for it. There are so many couples out there that uh, are infertile for whatever reason, and they would love to adopt a newborn, and we are killing them at record rates still in the United States. And yeah, now, absolutely. in Chicago, I mean, in Illinois, not only that, they want it, they want the government to pay for it. Well, they want the government, and you and I know government money is taxpayers' money right there. And now, not only do they want us to pay for but unlimited and late term. So, you know, forget your religion. You cannot avoid it even on basis of your religious principles and convictions because you will sit there and know when you pay your taxes, it is going against your, all your morals, your whole moral thought. And, and it, the thought of that just makes me shudder if this was to become law. Well, I, I am with you on that, and it's ridiculous. And, and I've got to bring up two more things about abortion. that, that the, the mainstream media, even Fox News, uh, doesn't bring up. Number one, women who end their first pregnancy in abortion, their rate of uh, breast cancer goes up something like 900%. And nobody talks about that. And the other thing that nobody talks about is women who have abortions, in many cases, have emotional problems for decades after having that abortion. Babette? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, with the National Black Pro-Life Coalition, and it's a loose coalition of, you know, it's a website if people wanted to go look at it, nationalblackprolifecoalition.org, I believe. And it's just a bunch of us on there. If you go to speakers throughout the nation who are black and pro-life, Dr. Frida speaks about what you're talking about, um, Doc. Uh, Dr. Frida knows firsthand from that. She actually, when she saw as a doctor, her first abortion, it, it was being performed. She was, you know, done right then and there. She talks about the, the chances, the odds, and gives the numbers. Um, for your risk for ovarian cancer, breast cancer, and so forth. And uh, as far as the psychological, I meet women, talk to women, and men. Men can be post-abortive. They did not want their girlfriend, their wife, or fiancé to have an abortion, but it's out mm-hmm. of their control. 
Yes, they all deal with these psychological issues on a daily basis uh, and, the, you know, the repercussions. And then the women who are post-abortive have this. And yet Planned Parenthood, is if you notice, that's why their biggest battle is to try and suppress that when they have things like tweet your abortion, we're stand up proud. Yeah. You know, they, they know exactly. That's very telling right then and there when people have to take an action in that sort of manner. Yeah, well, they'll do anything they can to support this. But uh, as my good buddy, the Apostle Claver T. Kamau Imani, uh, frequently does on his show, he said, this is nothing less than uh, going back to biblical times and sacrificing our children to Molech. I agree with him on that. I absolutely agree. And especially when I get the argument a lot of times, well, do you want them to be poor? We're going to have poverty all throughout this world. No one, I, I personally don't want anyone to be poor. But I do know one thing, Doc. There's a lot of poor folks who came from some really struggling households, some of them who know what air sandwiches mean, including <laughs> myself in the day. And they're doing quite well for them. Many of them are doing a lot better than even I. Some of the most successful people we know had air sandwiches, not a night, not a day, maybe a week or so. And they survived and they became somebody. And they are somebody. They were somebody when they were poor. Well, in my opinion, greatness is birthed in adversity and really no place else. I agree with you. And also, nothing is guaranteed in this world. You can have it all one day and lose it the next. So is true, this true. a reason to do murder on demand? Is that a reason? That that child's you know, mother could be a single mother, a parent, future parent, and she could be struggling and, and her life can change before she may not know it. No, I, I think you're point. right. And and uh, uh, Steve in the chat room just pointed out, what about Dr. Ben Carson? You know, he came from sort of an adverse upbringing. Absolutely. And talk about the struggles if you have read his um, life story and that he has had. Remember, I, I laughed so hard when I saw the movie and I read the book. And it, he said he didn't like to read. And his mama sat him down, and she couldn't read. But she was going to make him read. <laughs> you know? When you think about that, he yeah. could have went one of two ways, and then he becomes one of the world's greatest neurosurgeons. Yeah, and come to find out, I mean, she was fooling him for a long time. She couldn't, she couldn't afford to let him know that she didn't know how to read. Absolutely. And I will tell you, I've met some wonderful women at pro-life uh, events, rallies, protests, and their testimonies and everything they've went through. And their life is so much more blessed. And you know, the funny thing is, talking to many of them throughout the years, it's not fortune that makes their life so blessed when you talk to them. It's an everyday thing. Their children laughing if they've got more than that one. The fact that someone loves them, you know, they, they have a loved one, a, a spouse or, you know, in their life or their family support. Or they've now found a, a, a purpose in their life to come out and speak about the fact that they were walking. And some of them actually went into the abortion clinic and walked 
out the door without having one. Well, that's why I appreciate the people that so much that uh, that do go down to the abortion clinics and carry the signs and try to counsel people as best they can in spite of the new rules that have been made to make sure that they can't do that. But I appreciate them uh, so much for doing it. What what worries me, and, and here I am, you know, I'm pointing the finger at me too, you know, so it's uh, I'm I'm not exempt here, but I would like to see every day at the uh, largest abortion clinic in the hemisphere uh, right here on South 45 in Houston – I would like to see 500 people down there every day protesting, and I think at least half of them should be people of color because 60% of all the babies aborted here in Houston are black, and that is just wrong. I agree. Isn't that abortion center? That's that super center, correct? And isn't it five different colleges are in the area of that one? Is it? I believe the Houston one, correct? Oh, yeah, they're very close down there to uh, U of H. And uh, 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 let's see, I, there's a couple of them down there. They're not even yeah, that far several, from Yeah, there's several college. Did I lose you? If other abortion surgical centers, they will put them in black and Hispanic neighborhoods. We have one in Chicago that's not that far from a high school. Um, it's funny, too, because this, you can't give a high schooler an aspirin without the parent's permission in Illinois, but you can they can walk straight down and have an abortion. Yeah, how does that make any sense at all? Exactly. How, you know, and talk about superseding parental rights right there. They can walk down, get their birth control, which we know they give them very bad birth control. They can go and have their abortions when that outdated or not even well um, prescribed birth control because they've been caught where their doctors didn't even do an actual exam and test for them um, and, and then go have their abortion. And it just, none of it makes sense. What makes sense to me, though, is it's Black History Month. And I agree with you. Black people need to be at these clinics saying, Stop taking my people. They need to sound like Moses did. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I don't know what it's going to take to to get their uh, get their attention on on that issue, but I just wanted to call attention to it here on the show today. And uh, of course, Margaret Sanger, that was her original plan was to eliminate what uh, she considered undesirable. She was a horrible racist, and that was her whole goal. Uh, moving on to another subject. Um, I mean, uh, Donald Trump, has he uh, begun to disappoint you yet? No, it got better today, Doc. I was <laughs> waiting till we got there. And look, my voice, I, I got a little uptick. I'm grinning if they could see me. <laughs> it got better. I was actually just um, going through his memo they sent out where they are actually literally – clear it's a blueprint that's the word i'm looking for the blueprint on immigration and i'm i'm loving it the only thing was is that he did leave one thing in place that the obama administration had i believe is 750,000 are protected um i believe these are children and i and your listeners probably know a little better than i do because I actually didn't get wind of this until about a half an hour ago. It's one of those crazy run around mornings. But other than that, I'm still grinning right here. 
<laughs> well, that's it. I wake up every every morning with a smile on my face when I think about Donald Trump being the president of the United States because he has uh, he's done everything he said he was going to do pretty much. I I uh, I do wish that uh, he had uh, not allowed DACA to continue. I think he should write that off, get rid of it. But nonetheless, the very fact, yeah, Steve Malloy said, are you doing your happy dance? <laughs> I'm doing one right now. <laughs> nonetheless, Steve Malloy, or uh, nonetheless, Steve, Steve Malloy. I, I'm looking at Steve Malloy. Nonetheless, he has, has announced he's going to start enforcing the law, and the liberals' heads are just exploding, Babette. Oh, their heads have been exploding since November 2nd, Doc. Their heads are—and you know what? It's the law. It's the law. We are not going to become a lawless nation like Sweden. That's right, people. I said it. Sweden. Just like President Trump did. You know, it's so funny, too, because, you know— People are acting like every time he speaks, they got to twist it, spin it, and flip it upside down on his head to show you just how ignorant they are. I was always taught by my mama, if you don't know something, keep your mouth shut. Just don't display your ignorance. <laughs> but right now, they're showing this. When he says sweeten, first thing you would do, you would think, if you weren't sure, is Google it. You know, Google it. Didn't mean it happened last night. But when he said it, the rest of us who are informed voters and informed every day as to what's going on in policies and legislation, whether it's here in the U.S. or and we know that the U.S. Democrats love to mimic their Marxist friends overseas, I knew right away he was talking about sweetening that out of control crime from allowing so many refugees into their nation. Well, you knew that. I knew that. But unfortunately, the news media didn't even realize that was going on. That's why they went berserk, because they thought because they didn't know it, it must not be happening. You know, Doc, I believe that they knew it. They had heard the rumblings. But this is what we this shows you the the ignorance of the mainstream media themselves. And this is like, like my daughter, she's in high school. They have this little, or junior high, the youngest. They have this little annoying saying, that's why no one likes you. You know, they'll say it there. Yes, mainstream media, this is why no one likes you. Because if it isn't set on fire and it isn't thrown in front of your face, you just forget about it or you don't remember it. And you, they're just marching along right now. Society is driving media. Media is no longer like what we used to have investigative, truthful, and trying to be as accurate as possible. Well, you're right about that. Here's one one other thing they didn't talk about in Sweden, which I had to bring up. They have had, and this is horrible, so get, get your uh, hanky out. They have had three mosques that have burned down in Sweden, and the police cannot find any leads. It's, it's just heartbreaking. Three mosques were burnt down, and they can't find any leads. No, they can't. They, they don't know who did it. They can't find any evidence uh, at all about these three mosques that burned down. And so they had a big protest over there because uh, some of the Muslims are upset that these mosques have burned down, and the police couldn't find any leads. Mm. Well, you know, they're also trying to bring blame that on President Trump. Um, <laughs> what's going on too overseas? Everything is President Trump's fault. 
everything. Funny, too, because it's kind of flipped now. When it was actually Obama's fault, you know, because he basically did total submission to another country's leader. We don't do that. We don't do that. When we went berserker over that, when he gave the message to other nations and countries, and especially our foes, that America was going to be weak, and they were testing us, capturing our own Navy men, and, and putting those men in, on, in the blast, on, in the papers, and on their knees with their hands behind their backs. We couldn't say, hey, that's Obama's fault. Oh, no. They'd be like, he's not the president of the United Nations. Now Trump is. Well, I, I just... Uh... I don't know. Trump Trump really so far has failed to disappoint. I he's got his detractors in there. The never Trumpers are still screaming, but I say to heck with them. I got I got no use for them. So but I wanted to hit this last story with you, and I'm probably gonna cover it some more in the next half hour, but I don't know if you heard about this up there. They've got a problem. Uh here in Texas, we've got is uh a transgender wrestler who was born a woman. But she's decided she wants to be a guy, and she wants to wrestle with the guys. And she recently won a uh, a wrestling match by default because the, the guy that was also in that weight class refused to wrestle with what he viewed as a girl. He, he wasn't going to do it. And here's the other problem. This girl, in order to be a guy, has taken huge amounts of steroids and other performance-enhancing drugs and I'm trying to figure out how that's even legal in intramural sports. I mean, what what the heck's going on here, Babette Holder? What do you think? I, I'm trying to figure out how the exception of the sports rules are are made for someone who's doping. That's doping. Doping. You Thank you. You you can't use the excuse that it's because of your gender gen, gender change. You are doping. So you're going to have an advantage over all the athletes, and I don't blame that athlete. I wouldn't have wanted to do it either. I don't blame them. Well, I just think it's ridiculous it's, that we're trying to— They should have split the match, though. They should have split it with a score for each, called it a tie, left it alone. Well, I'd, I'd have gone one better than that. I'd have said, uh, that's it. Uh, boys are boys and girls are girls, and never the twain shall meet except for marriage. And absolutely, we are not going to allow some sexually confused individual to participate in this type of, of sport. I mean, it's just, it's not good for anybody. This is messing up kids' minds everywhere. And it's bringing something into the dialogue that should never be brought into the dialogue of, of an adolescent. At least that's my, my position on a Babette Holder. I, I agree with you. And at the same time, too, I'm stuck on the fact that you can take steroids and participate in athletics in school because none were allowed. Matter of fact, my, our public schools out here, if a kid knocks on you and say you're at one of those, you know, teen parties, my parents are in Palm Springs for the weekend, uh-huh. and you have alcohol, just by hearsay, a lot of athletes get suspension, a temporary suspension, and bench. But it's okay if you're taking steroids because you you've got this sexual confusion as to what you want to be as opposed to what God 
you know, made you at. Oh, yeah. We have special rules for the sexually confused, and they are a protected class. And you want to talk about inequality. And when they're always <laughs> screaming about inequality, injustice, and unfairness, they don't care, though, when it's them that's stepping on someone else in that manner. That's a shame. That is an absolute shame there. I think more parents need to get together, stand up, and start hitting these school boards and the administration on this stuff. Well, Babette Holder, if people want to get more of you and they want to get uh, – uh, what, what's your uh, website? Where should they go? You know what? If they want to get more of me, they can find me on um, Facebook at any time. It's Babette L. Holder. It's a public page. Hop on over, say hello, leave me a message, that'd be great. I'm also on Twitter as Behold, H-O-L-D, 226, Behold, 226. Hey, I can use your support on Twitter. The leftist loons pro-murder huh. have been coming after me for two days for doing a video on HB40. So, But thank you, Doc. I, this is always a blast uh, to join you on Tuesdays. Well, I thank you for doing it. And, yeah, I'll jump on Twitter and give you some support. Uh, glad to do it. Uh, Behold226. That's right. That's me on Twitter. And thank you to Red Nation Rising. Their, their nationwide group <laughs> has been on there supporting me. So everyone have a good – oh, and I challenged B. Ray Matheson to a debate. He has yet to respond. Stay tuned for that one. He's the BLM leader, so – <laughs> well, all right, just between you and me, I know uh, I know he's not going to answer that challenge. Uh, and, and really, Babette, it's, it's sort of unfair of you to, to be wanting to have a duel with an unarmed man. <laughs> just not right. You know what I mean? He should be able to hang. After all, I'm just a little old female in Illinois. I mean, what can I do to him? I'm not going to hurt him too bad with the facts <laughs> and truth. Yeah, yeah, but in an intellectual battle with a guy like that, you're the only one that's going to be armed. <laughs> well, we know that, which is why Tennessee, who had a forum with him, wouldn't bring me on so they can get two sides. So Red Nation Rising has been pounding them with their at least 30 to 40 states on redoing that town hall and having Babette up against D-Ray. We'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Babette Holder, thank you, and thank you for being part of the show today. Every Monday, guys, Babette Holder right here. And uh, my buddy from Chicago is in the chat room today, too, Barry. So, uh, But he finally got tired of the snow, I think. He's decided he's going to be a Texan. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Babette Holder, guys. Glad to have her on the show today. And uh, we're going to hit this break and be right back with more on the Doc Green Show. anniversary, we 
we want to give back to you, the customer. We're running a sale all week. Come in now. Don't wait. Tejas Smoke Depot, 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg, Texas. Sale valid week of February 13th. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. The doctor is in. Well, the doctor is in. We're right here every day live from Houston. And I want to thank Bad Bad Holder for being part of the show today. Uh, you guys get her, you know, give her a tweet there at uh, Behold226. And uh, give her a little support. She needs all the help she can get. Let's face it, being a black conservative ain't a picnic, guys. I mean, if you're a black conservative, nobody wants you at any black people parties. So uh, you're you're just uh, you know you're you're just kind of torn on the whole deal. So anyway, we love uh, we love Bad Bad Holder here again, and that is behold. I'm going to type it in here for you. Two two six. I'll put that in there for you, and you're all, all a friend her. Tell her you heard it here. 
There she is. She does media appearances different places. She does not have a regular uh, radio show, though, or anything like that. So anyway, glad to get that in there. I Yeah, it's just breaking my heart, man. Over there in Sweden, they can't find the who's, who's uh, Bominy's Moss. They just can't find her. There are no leads at all. And it kind of wish, you know, just between you and me, I wish the United States could be more like Sweden in that respect. But a certain segment of the Swedish population has figured out something. Islam is not a good thing. Islam is killing them. Islam is destroying their people. Their culture minister told the Stockholm rally that the attacks were aimed at intimidating and diminishing people. Well, let's uh, keep in mind that Muslims cannot be looked at as people per se. Here's the thing. I don't care. If you're if you're a Muslim and you come here to the United States and you come here and you get down on your knees and you thank the Lord Jesus Christ that you're here and you say, I want to be an American. I want to assimilate with America. I want to become a Christian. I want to recognize the God that has smiled on America and made it the great country that it is. Well, guess what? You and me are going to be friends. Yeah, we're going to be friends. We're going to like each other. But if you come here saying, no, we have to speak Arabic, we have to have Sharia law, we got to have a mosque on every corner, uh, the call to prayer must be heard five times a day, well, you are not welcome here, and you are not my friend. You are my enemy. You are my sworn enemy, and I will treat you as such. Like my poor buddy up there in Fort Worth living right next door to a mosque. I mean, how is that? I don't know if you're listening you might want to consider buying some pigs. Oh, I know, it probably breaks some city charter, but then so does Islam. I think if you bought a few head of pigs, started raising them. Yeah, I think. And and then every day, particularly on uh, at worship times, take it out for a walk right down the sidewalk in front of that mosque. Pigs are smart. They'll walk. You You can walk them. Yeah. I think this would be very cool. That's why I love the current administration. I love what is going on. Uh, you guys, any of you guys know who Dr. Betsy McCoy is? The argument made in the Ninth Circuit is a very strange argument. They made the argument that President Trump's suspension of travel and refugee uh, programs violated the constitutional rights of people who reside in those countries. But the constitutional rights uh, belong only to the people who reside in the United States under the jurisdiction of the Constitution, which is why everyone thought the argument was so strange to begin with. Is there any part of you that is uncomfortable with the president's rhetoric about so-called judges and see you in court and insisting that this is bad for national security? Presidents have been talking this way. Abraham Lincoln did it. FDR did it. You know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was our president during the Great Depression in the mid-19th century, or 1930s, he often lambasted the courts, criticized the courts. The courts sometimes overturned his programs. And um, so this is very common in American politics. That's it, and that's exactly the way it should be, and that's the way it should be looked at. The uh, the liberal line is the Trump travel ban feeds extremists. But I ask you to look at this. 
Do Muslims hate us more because of our travel ban, or they just hate us because we're not Muslims? And then if they are Muslims, then they're sitting there looking at it, and they're saying, yeah, the problem is uh, you're not a good enough Muslim. He said he was looking for a girl just like me, and he wanted to start a family. I was somewhere underground. I had no sense of the world around me. They would not let me see. I entered the building blindfolded. And you were raped every day? Yes, every day. Many men? Yes, many. That's Islam. This poor woman was kidnapped dragged into a, some hole underground somewhere, blindfolded, and was kept there and raped by multiple men every day. And I'm sitting, there are a hundred stories that I'm looking at right now in the BBC News. This is normal. This is Islam. This is the real thing. How do we, how do we allow that to come here? How do we allow that to come into Texas? We can't. We absolutely cannot. Well, I wanted to get to this other story because it's just too damned ridiculous not to not to flesh this out. A 17-year-old Dallas area high school, quote, no, I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to I'm going to translate this for you. A 17-year-old Dallas high school female wants to wrestle with the boys. She wants to become a boy, so she has managed to convince the idiots around her that she should be given some really expensive shots of hormones, steroids. Um, just, I mean, that she's just shooting herself full of drugs. Uh, all of these things are going to shorten her life, by the way. And somehow they think this is a good idea. So that's what they're doing. And uh, Mac begs a Euless Trini Trinity High School junior who was undefeated in his wrestling season, hugged his losing opponent Madeline Rocha from Capel on the victory stand Sunday after their match in the 110-pound class. It never took place because Rocha declined to wrestle. Mac Beggs is this sexually confused female who is shooting up all sorts of testosterone and other drugs um, it's doping, plain and simple, in order to become a man. It's just wrong. It is absolutely just wrong. And something should be done about it. So uh, Mac Begg's coach, Travis Clark, told the Dallas Morning News that the forfeit was expected but declined further comment because he did not want to appear to be a bigot. Um and uh, this uh, sexually confused female, uh, Beggs, her grandmother and guardian, Nancy Beggs, says that the outcome is all about bias and hatred and ignorance. No, let me tell you something, Ms. Beggs. The only ignorance here is on your part. You are destroying your granddaughter's life, going after stupidity and idiocy. You are so open-minded, your brain has fallen out, and you no longer are worthy to be a citizen of Texas or even on this earth, in my opinion. Meanwhile, I got a lawyer involved 
And another wrestling parent has filed a lawsuit against the University of Interscholastic League that governs Texas high school athletics, uh, seeking to have Beggs suspended for steroid use. She should be suspended. She's taking testosterone in large quantities and other steroids to enhance her muscle structure, and this is going to destroy her eventually. And to allow her to compete in any sporting event while she's taking all of these performance-enhancing drugs is a violation of everything that we hold dear, is it? I mean, how can how can you uh, strip uh, some bicyclist of his uh, of his awards and his trophies just because he was taking some minor uh, performance enhancing drugs, uh, nutritional things that he had developed himself, and that forced him to step down? Coincidentally, he's from Fort Worth, just down the street from where this is all taking place. But how is that okay that he is forced to step down? But yet this young girl has to be has to be promoted. What is the matter with you people? Meanwhile, her grandmother said she wants to compete against the boys, but she will follow the UIL rules. Well, hey, that's wonderful. And the rules say you cannot use steroids that are going to be performance enhancers. Oh, maybe you need a steroid because you've got a, a sinus infection. That's a different kind of thing, but that's not going to build your muscles either. Now, according to the, the people that are trying to promote homosexuality, that are trying to promote the destruction of our children, uh, then, then uh, since these drugs are being prescribed by a doctor for a valid medical purpose, that's a, that's uh, up for uh, argument, that she should be allowed to compete against the boys. But this, once again, it's wrong. It's not doing any good for anybody. It's creating problems for everybody, though. So anyway, Miss um, Beggs' medical records, uh, and uh, you know, are going to be sealed. And she's going to she's going to not compete. Well, she shouldn't be allowed to compete. I just don't even understand this. Meanwhile, the homos are going berserk. They are. They're just going absolutely freaking nuts. They're saying it's horrible because this is just transphobic. That's what this is. You understand what we are doing to our children when we bring this sort of dialogue to them? Like that stupid woman, which I believe she's now lost custody of her child. Thank God for that. Except for now, the child's probably a CPS, and that's not good for anybody. But that stupid woman that had the, I don't know, six-year-old uh, boy that she wants to raise as a girl. Of course, last news report I got on that is since uh, that boy was taken away from his retarded mother, he all of a sudden decided he wants to be a boy. His mother was actually pushing him to be a girl. This is the sort of thing, guys, if we do not stamp this out, we cannot survive as a society. 
Yeah, Barry said we're in the age where the few rule the many. Cranial rectitis. Yeah, that's it. I think that uh, think that sort of sums it up. We have got to stand up for what is right. We've got to demonstrate that we actually do have the sense that God gave a pig, which is why my buddy ought to be having some pig races up there next to that mosque. That's that worked really well down here. You know, they're going to build a mosque here in Katy. The guy that owned the land next to it uh, set it up as a pig racing track, and next thing you know, they uh, they sold their mosque land and did not build there. Of course, they lost a lot of money on it, but uh, nonetheless, that's what happened. But all of these things are part of the same genesis, the Antichrist spirit that is in the world trying to destroy us as a country, trying to destroy our society. If we don't stand up against it, they're going to get it done. And speaking of getting things done, let me tell you what they're not getting done. Senator Rand Paul stormed out of a meeting with uh, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan when he heard talk of keeping Obama's Medicare expansion plan intact and creating tax credits. Rand Paul is worried these tax credits would be a Republican-created entitlement program, which is no better than a Democrat-created entitlement program. The leadership and the establishment in the Republican Party, otherwise known as rhinos, are incompetent. And once again, they did not support Trump for president. They're a little disappointed that he became the president because now they've got a serious situation on their hands. They have to at least have the appearance of supporting Donald Trump while doing everything in their power to thwart him. Jonathan Wiseman, a deputy Washington director at the uh, failing New York Times, encapsulated the Republicans' lack of accomplishment in one tweet, he said, by now in 09, Congress had passed the stimulus package. Well, that's true. But once again, as we talked about on show here the other day, with uh, I think it was with Tommy Attaway, the author of that fabulous book, We Defy, quick survey in the chat room, who has, who has read the book, We Defy? Who has read that book? I'm, look, I'm looking in the chat room. I want to see you guys. Chat room is on YouTube, guys, on the hashtag Amazing Doc Green Show channel. The way they passed Obamacare was they simply locked everybody up in the room and said, all right, here's the deal. You sign it or you stay in here. You'll never see your family again because we're not ever going to let you out. That's the way they're approaching it. So we've got to do something about this. You've got to call your congressmen and your senators. I have. Of course, I got the answering machine because they hadn't started work yet. But House and Senate Republicans have passed a budget that sets the table for a partial repeal of Obamacare. But they just don't have the guts it's going to take to do the right thing. While this bill got some of the core elements of the Affordable Care Act by repealing the Medicaid expansion and exchange subsidies, 
most of the healthcare-related tax hikes are still there. I want you guys to know I filled out my 2016 taxes and mailed them in. Finished them yesterday, mailed them in today. I did not comply. I just zeroed out everything about Obamacare and just sent it in. Let them see what they want to do about it. But I'm not going to comply. I'm a veteran. I used to be able to go to the Veterans Hospital. I'm not going to go on Obamacare. Not going to do it. No way. And I can tell you this, I'd rather not have any health care at all than be on Obamacare. It's just the way that it is. That's the way I feel about it. The Heritage Foundation and the rest of us conservatives are pushing Congress to use this as a measure, uh, use this measure as a basis for reconciliation. Yet, liberal Republicans like Lamar Alexander, like Bill Cassidy, like Susan Collins, these Republicans that if there was any truth in advertising would put a D or a C behind their name because there is no difference between a Democrat and a communist. Did I ever tell you about the time that I asked, uh, I asked a Democrat to tell me the difference between a communist and a Democrat and they couldn't do it? Anyway, pushing the idea that they want to save the core of Obamacare. But you see, if you've got a rotten apple and you trim it down to the core, the core is rotten. Why do you want to save the rotten core? Makes no sense. Republicans now have control of Congress, but they can't seem to focus on doing the right thing. They have yet to deliver any of the sweeping legislation that our president has called for, and they have said they believed in. The tax code, we should have already had that tax cut. Simple. Go in there and say, all right, that's it, 50% across the board. Better yet, we decided we're going to get rid of the income tax. We're going immediately to the fair tax. We're going to put initially a 20% tax on all goods and services at the retail level. If they did that, you know what would happen? They would The government would have so much money coming in, they would be giddy. They would be like a bunch of drunken damn sailors trying to figure out how they're going to spend all that money. Because now, all of a sudden, the money's coming in and everybody, including every stinking Muslim and illegal alien, are going to be paying that tax. Everybody's going to be paying it. And we don't need the... Uh, we won't need 90% of the IRS. We'll still need some sort of an IRS, but we could cut, we could trim 90% of it off and just get down to the 10% that understand how to input form information into a computer. That's all you need. And maybe, maybe you need, oh, I don't know, maybe a thousand guys for monitoring and enforcement, you know. These guys go around to stores from time to time and just take a look at the books and make sure everything's good and that the store is, A, collecting sales tax, and, B, sending it on to the federal government in the proper amount. So maybe you need, you know, a couple of hundred guys to do that. But other than that, get rid of the rest of them. The large infrastructure bill that both Democrats and Donald Trump were eager to pursue has barely been mentioned since he got elected. There was a general hearing to discuss the well-documented needs for infrastructure improvement, to perhaps talk about the lies that uh, 
Barack Obama told when he was in charge and said, "Oh, we're collecting all this money because we're going to build, uh, we're going to build bridges and roads. We got shovel-ready projects." And of course, then later on, I could pull it up, but later on, you got Barack Obama laughing about these shovel-ready projects. As one guy said, "My dog has created more shovel-ready projects than this government has." Republicans know it would be very easy to roll out and pass a massive one-trillion infrastructure bill, and it would get bipartisan, bipartisan support. Our roads and bridges do need to be fixed. But how do we make that happen? Well, that, my friends, is the problem, and I'm not sure what it's going to take. But it's going to take, at the very least, it's going to take all of you doing the right thing, and that is making those phone calls. You should right now make sure that all of that information is in your phone on speed dial. It's time to stop it. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold 
value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. And I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2017. Good afternoon, Al. Good afternoon, Melody. Well, all kinds of records are being broken in the paper markets today, and we'll be talking about that a little bit, but a lot of warnings are beginning are beginning to uh, be heard uh, through Goldman Sachs, and I'm not sure how much I'm going to listen to Goldman Sachs warnings, but when they're combined with other warnings uh, and so forth, it kind of makes you... Who knows? They might tell the truth sometime. You well, well, you know, it's kind of hard because, you know, they, they have key players in the White House, so you're really not sure how you know, to view it. However, what it does do with their warnings, it just confirms what we tell our listeners. And that's what it is. It confirms what we're telling you folks, that we have major problems. And uh, and I'll tell you another example of why I believe, and it's really a, it's probably a, not a very scientific um, reason, but uh, why I believe the market's are at a peak. People are getting mad at you when you're when you mention that the stock market is high, that it is going to reverse itself. They get upset with you. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. So let's get started right away. They're popping their bubble melody. They're pop they're yeah. Bursting their bubbles they're and they don't like <laughs> Oh, the Dow's going to thirty. That's their hate speech, melody. Well <laughs> <laughs> Bursting bubbles, that's that's hate speech. That's mm-hmm. you may want five years in the slammer, Melody, for Fake bursting news. people's bubbles. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, you, they mentioned thirty thousand, and you just kind of have to chuckle. And when you say, "Well, you know, there's really not anything that's keeping it up there. I mean, the volume is so low, and everything. And there's, it's an illusion." And click, hang up, and they don't want to hear it. They want to brag about it, but they don't want to hear any other. Uh, ideas or thoughts or possibilities. So gold today in the 
spot market was 1236 a little pressure down two bucks uh it was a lot lower early morning trade so it did come back and even with a stronger dollar today not a bad day for uh gold we'll have to see if it follows through silver on the comex was 1797 down 0.06 Platinum was down 1.56 at 1,003. Crude oil today, the WTI was up 0.66 at 54.06. The breakout number uh, everyone's looking for is 55 for the WTI. Paper markets today, uh, of course, this is two days of trading since the markets were closed yesterday, as we were, but the Dow was up. 118 points, 20,743. The NASDAQ was up 27, 5,865. The S&P was up 14 at 2365. 10-year yield, 2.43%. Uh, Euro was 105, so the Euro's been getting a lot of pressure, 105. Um European markets were basically mixed. So uh, two days of trade, um, so 50 points yesterday, 50 points today. But again, stocks rose to records. We have retailer results. They topped the estimates. Uh, Walmart had some unbelievable numbers, the best numbers they've had in, what, four years or something like that. Um, again, fresh signs of global growth has started to accelerate. What that is, the emerging markets, and a lot of it is due to China. Uh, you had the Mexico's peso. That rallied after the central bank signaled support. Uh, as I mentioned, Wall Street, but also um, not Wall Street, but Walmart stores, they uh, uh, gave out some good numbers along with Home Depot. And European equities, they advanced after readings on euro area manufacturing top estimates and mining companies rallied. Oh, joy. <laughs> and uh, also, um, everyone now is expecting the Federal Reserve, bets are being made, that the Federal Reserve will um, raise rates next month, as soon as next month, next in, in March. So uh, they could go another quarter point next month. But are we having peak optimism? Is this peak optimism? And that's what Goldman Sachs says. The surge in confidence following Donald Trump's November victory is reaching an inflection point. Investors counting on tax cuts and an economic boom to fuel a surge in corporate profits are getting ahead of themselves, and this is according to Goldman Sachs. David Costin, Goldman's chief U.S. equity strategist, wrote in a note, he says, financial market reconciliation lies ahead. The S&P 500 index will give back recent gains as investors embrace the reality that the tax form reform is likely to provide a smaller, later tailwind to corporate earnings than originally expected. So the idea is all this fuel to the stock market is based on um, these huge you know, tax reform and, and where these corporate earnings will be, um, you know, will just grow out of thin air. And if it doesn't come, if those tax returns are not as great as what everyone is expecting, uh, well, hmm. you know, there goes, you know, what we've recently received in this past uh, couple of months. 
There were some other interesting uh, points out today that people have made, and um, I'm not sure when the State of the, the Union address is out. Do you recall? No. Well, that's the inflection point of uh, that they're looking to uh, as far as him coming out saying, I thought it was in January. That's what I thought, too. Maybe the first year president doesn't have a State of the Union? No, I can't see it. I I thought it was January, too, but the truth of the matter is, well, it would have to be after the new president takes office. I'll have to look that up. I mean, I don't think they gave Obama State of the Union. (laughs) It would have been fun, though, if Obama gave a State of the Union speech, say, January 10th, after Hillary had been defeated and Trump was scheduled to be inaugurated. I think he went in on the 17th or thereabouts. If Obama, wouldn't that have been something to hear? Uh, uh. I mean, that would have been a real. So uh, I am surprised that where's the State of the Union for? I I don't recall it ever being in February, but I I could be Uh. wrong. I don't remember. Maybe they're going to do it in July. They'll do it maybe on 4th of May July. May 4th of July. Highly. Well, who knows with this, with Mr. Trump. But anyway, we have corporate earnings estimates for 2017. They have fallen by 1% since the election, but the S&P has surged 10%. The stock market has been rallying since the election, all on promises, as we talked about, promises of tax cuts and deregulation. Um Art Cashin, he's the UBS director of floor operations at the New York Stock Exchange. He told CNBC today, he says, well, we're significantly overbought now. I mean, I think we're really vulnerable in the sense that things like the advanced decline indicator is not keeping up with the rate of the rally. Just a week ago, Art Cashin was telling CNBC that the market rally is thin despite positive economic data pushing the U.S. stocks to new highs. Driving what he called the very narrow rally, um, mainly Goldman Sachs and Apple, both of which are frequent chart toppers, toppers in their respective sectors, financial and technology. So you got basically two companies that's pushing the Dow to these unseen numbers. He says the volume was nothing to write home about. So you look at the, these things and say, how much of this is an illusion and how much of it is real? He continued today, and he says we're above 8%, 8% above the 200-day moving average, getting close to 10%. That's usually a warning signal. He says this rise could, this rise could be a market making a, um, you know, just a move, again, based on the promises that Mr. Trump will make. Cashin said the markets anticipate a showdown coming relevant to the State of the Union uh, address, which I'm not sure when that is. Um, He thinks the president has to give at least some hint of details. If he just gets up and says, I'm still working on this package and it's wonderful, the market, you know, won't accept it very well. He says, so we're really at a point. And again, how much of it is real and how much of it is an illusion? Well, one of the things you mentioned is that you have a low volume mm-hmm. on the stock trading. That is that makes it easier to manipulate the market. All right, if you have a massive volume, then it has to pretty much reflect what the public's doing. When it has a limited mar- limited volume, it's at least an opportunity for people in 
positions of power to manipulate the market and kind of, and and hold it together artificially without reflecting public. I mean, if one of the things about it, if the volume is down, the implication at least is that the public, and it's not necessarily true, because the public is not really involved in the stock markets to the same extent that it was true that was true a decade ago. Right. There are less, it's more institutions, less public the way as I understand it. So we've already got that problem, but my point is if volume is down, perhaps that's evidence that the public is losing interest in the stock market even more than it already has. Now, that's not necessarily true, but it's a possibility, and if it is, it suggests that the public is losing confidence in the stock market. They're wary of the stock market. Hard to say. Um, well, no, I think their confidences are at all-time highs. I mean, most of them, you know, the only way they're invested in the stock market, they really don't have any money, is basically through their IRAs. These are all huge hedge funds and so forth, and the volumes aren't there. They're beginning to move out and go someplace else. So the higher volumes just aren't there. And so, but your your your, your euphoria, your your optimism, I mean, just like I was talking to a friend yesterday, and they have all their money in the paper. They got in when the Dow was at 6000 they get a lot of dividends, and hey, I'm happy for them. Yeah. I don't want to see that end. Well, but in the they don't want to see it end either, and they've got a long track record. If they got in at 6000 they ought to be pretty happy right now. But in the meantime, and the thing of it is, what happened, they lost, both of them lost their jobs in 2008. They 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 were able to find something and position themselves and get their, their regular retirement accounts of, that they had, and, and they've done very well. They, and I want it to continue for them. But on the other hand, you have to look at the reality of things. And it was, you know, we meant I talked to her yesterday, and and she's the one who brought up Dow 30,000. I was like, well, yeah, I says, but, you know, what's really fueling the Dow 30. Well, a lot of people are saying the Dow's going to go to 30,000, but what's fueling it? Well, I got to go. And when I started to mention anything, she says, well, I got to go now. So you, the people don't want to hear about it. They don't want to hear that they, you know, might be in investments and that they're going to lose a lot. They they, they are caught up in the, the euphoria. And that is, to me, one of a warning signal. It's just like when Rockefeller. It's definitely a danger. You know, you buy low and you sell high. The problem is, is if Nobody you ever succeeded gets out, in buying a low, because you always when it gets to high, you think it's going to go higher and higher and higher, and people, higher. it's going to go to 30000 No, it's going to go to 50000 No, it's going to go to 100000 Think how much money we're going to have, and you don't dare sell. Now, it's very, and that's that's not criticism. That's just human nature. If your horse has been won in the race time and time and time again, you have a consistent track record. You are not going to be – it's hard to be objective and say now's the time to bail. You're afraid that if you do, people are going to laugh at you. Ha, ha, ha. You sold when the market was 20000 and went to 30000 They're not afraid of people are going to laugh at them. They're yeah, they afraid are. of – no, they're not. I'll laugh at them. No, they're Let's afraid – fear into their Al, let me melody. finish, please. They're afraid of losing the little bit that they might gain. They're afraid of losing from 21,000 to maybe 22,000. They're afraid of being out of the game. That's what they're, they're afraid they're going to miss something instead of protecting what they have. So they stay in the game and they become, 
you know, where, where greed just, and I'm not even sure if it's greed, but it just, you know, it just overwhelms. There's two kinds objective of objective thinking. There's two kinds. You know, there's the kind of fear that you can have when things are going badly. There's the kind of fear Here's that you can have exactly. when things are going well. Mm -hmm. You're, You're afraid to make a move because what will I do? Should I get out now? Should I bail now and then watch it go up another 5,000 points? Or should I stick it out and hope it goes another 10,000? It's difficult. And what it comes down to is if you're going to be a trader, it really requires an enormous capacity for objectivity where you can call a spade a spade, right? And not run on sentiment, not run on what you hope. You have to be able to look at it and say, this is what I think is going to happen. And I have these reasons to point to it. And it can't just be sentiment, or at least it shouldn't be, in my opinion. Now, sentiment will carry a certain, certain distance, but it's not a reliable you know, it's not a reliable horse. It's not going to carry you forever. Sooner or later, reality intrudes. Somebody like Melody comes along and bursts your bubble by telling you the truth, and then what? <clears throat> hmm? uh, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble. I just want them to, you know, like I said, we all change the, Can't help I might, the truth. I just might change the program's name, not financial survival anymore, but to financial reality. I mean, it's because the reality is, and as much as I'd like to see it continue, the reality is not there in order to do it. You know, we're, we're going right back to the same of 2008 levels. Total, total household debt climbed to $12.58 trillion at the end of 2016. That's an increase of $266 billion from the third quarter. And this is a recording to a, port, a report from the Federal Reserve. For the year, household debt ballooned by $460 billion. That's, large, that's the largest increase in almost a decade. That means the debt loads of Americans are flirting with 2008 levels. Yeah. When total consumer debt reached a record high of twelve point six trillion. But this time it's trillion. different, Melody. This time it is different. Yes. It's not in the mortgages. No. Um, well, it is, well, but well, not to the same extent. But not, it's also in automobiles. And and second, number two is uh, student debt, if I understand correctly. You have mortgages credit card number one. debt. You 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 have uh, credit card debt student loans, and auto loans. Those are the key factors fueling the rebound in debt. But the difference is you have the same amount of money in debt. It's just when you look at credit card debt, hey, you pay those minimum bills, it's you know it's $10 a month. You never get out of that debt. You pay your minimum amount due, and this is why they, I believe there's probably isn't as many bankruptcies yet. You know, because they're able to pay $10 instead of, you know, something larger like a, a house payment with the property taxes, with the insurances, and everything else that goes along with owning a home. So, you know, maybe their debt, even though it's at the same amount, maybe they're able to manage it a little bit better. But for how long? How long before you start passing the debt of 2008 levels at $12.68 trillion? What happens when it's at fourteen trillion? Can they handle it then? So I mean, I think we're you know we're at that level of uh, peak optimism. Yep. And uh, that was the perfect way uh, for him to uh, describe that. But uh, yeah, look at the student loans. Look at the commercial. Look, look at the great music. Listen take, to Melody. the music. Yeah. Got to look at a lot of things. Melody and I will be back on financial survival in just a moment. Please stay tuned.
You've just defended yourself with a gun. There were multiple assailants, and you were really concerned about your legal jeopardy and the resulting media coverage. Was deadly force justified? In your town, the politics of self-defense is not favorable, but at least you're alive and your family is protected. Fortunately, you have Self-Defense Fund, a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney cost per member. Discover SelfDefenseFund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188 for all your gold and silver coin needs. What's next, Melody? I just wanted to mention the Dallas Police and Fire Pension is getting behind a Texas lawmaker's plan to save the retirement system from financial collapse. Sounds great, Al, huh? Well, uh, I'll tell you, well, they're going to, it used to be... Remember the Alamo, and now we're going to do save the pension system. Save the pension system. Yeah, I think it's I think it's evidence of a shift in the way the Texas and the whole country's thinking. Absolutely, um, they have to, because I mean, even under this administration, and if we listen to the campaign promises, more responsibilities were going to go back to the states. So that means the states are going to have to pick up a lot of the funding. And half of the states and cities across this country, they're ready for bankruptcy anyway. So, you know, how much more can, you know, be given back to the states when they don't have the money? And uh, but for the Dallas police and fire pension, they voted yesterday to back a proposal by Dan Flynn. He's the chair of the pension committee in the state house of representatives that would raise the retirement age to 58 from 55 eliminate cost of living adjustments and lower a multiplier used to determine the size of officers and firefighters benefit checks so there's the takeaway (laughs) that's what they're going to take from you you know you're not going to get as much 
uh, and you have to be older. The plan Which means also, what? You know, that's interesting. That's interesting language that they use, and we're going to we're going to reduce the retirement age from 58 to 55, and so on. We're going to change this multiplier. And what are they talking about other than a default? They had a promise. They made a promise to pay. They're not paying. They're defaulting on pre-existing debt. <clears throat> They're going to try to persuade the other party, which is the, the, the retirees and the Dallas and police and, and firemen, are going to try to persuade them to go along with the program, and they probably will. Because if they don't go along with it, they're going to lose everything. Yep. All right? But what we're talking about, with when you strip away all the fancy language, we are talking about government defaulting on its debt. Yep. And that is significant. All right? It is a leaf in the breeze. It's not, you know... Forget the language. They're not paying their debts. And we've told you for years on this program that they can't pay their debts. The debt is too big to be repaid right? in full. And there's going to be serious adjustments. And some, some, some you, you will undoubtedly see some government agencies and employees groups and unions and the rest of that. They'll insist, no, we are entitled to whatever it was that you were, we were promised. And that may not be true. It may be true legally, it might be not be true morally, but it won't matter. They're still going to lose. And it's evidence that this country is inching towards some sort of a governmental bankruptcy. The thing of it is, these At people least for also, some states, these, maybe the federal government. These pensions, these states and these governments should be sued. Because the reason, in particular Dallas, the reason they lost was because of their exotic investments that they lost. Hawaiian villas, undeveloped land in Arizona. What <laughs> right do they? Uruguay timber. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, they were promising huge percentages of returns. They should be sued for these investments that they did and lost the people's money. But the plan that continues on, and here's another part. Again, people, it sounds like, oh, good, they came up to a plan, and, you know, at least people aren't going to lose everything. And Al's right. This is basically a default. So the city, they're going to increase Dallas's annual contribution to 34.5%. From what? From, from 27. 27%. So they're getting an extra 7% is coming from the plus, city. Plus, Where is the city going to get that money? Plus $11 million a year in addition to the 34.5. Well, <laughs> and this is according to audited financial statements. Employee contributions would climb to 13.5%. From where? 8.5%. Oh, I'm sure so, that they, I'm sure that the current employees would love having their income reduced by 5% yeah. in order to take care of the Pension. previous retirees yeah. or the people that are going to retire. I'm sure they'd, uh, but it, it illustrates one thing that's true. This business of, we'll just get the government, we'll get some politician at your local government, and he will promise the union, uh, the employees union for the government, he will promise them some fantastic retirement. Yep. But the truth is, where are they going to get the money from? The the truth is, everyone has operated on the assumption that we would just stick it to the taxpayers. 
The idiot idiot taxpayers, they'll pay their pensions, and we can live large. We work for the government. We're connected. We're made men. So get these idiot taxpayers. Well, the idiot taxpayers, I mean, whether they even are willing to pay the increases or the the amount of funds that are necessary to keep the the pension or the retirees in the style to which they've become accustomed – whether they're willing or not is another question entirely. Can they, when we have levels of unemployment that some people say, I know the government says it's less than 5%, but there's some people who say, no, really, when you calculate the people that aren't working who should have jobs and have quit looking for jobs and whatever, we, we have over 20% unemployment. Where are we going to get the money to pay for these retirees? And the lesson in all of this is if you want to fund your retirement program and you retire and you are depending on someone else to give you the money you need, you're going to need when you're retired, you are in a risky position. If you want money for your retirement, it's up to you to implement whatever strategy you think is appropriate to guarantee that you have some money when push comes to shove and you don't have a job anymore. It's up to you, and it should be. We can't just sit back. I mean, that's where they're going to be police uh, employees and and fire department employees, and they're going to be screaming about their pensions. But the truth is, They made an enormous mistake when they sat back and they said, we're going to rely on the taxpayers to fund us. We don't have to pay our own pensions. And that's essentially what was promised by government. They had to pay something, but they knew that we'll get most of it. They assumed they'd get most of it out of taxpayers. Ah, Pay your own pension. Provide for your own retirement. If you're not willing to do that, when the when the when the wolf comes uh, growling at the door, you got nobody to blame. You put the you put the bait out there to attract the wolf. When you said, "I'll get somebody else to fund my pension," got to do it yourself. Just harsh reality, in a sense. Nobody wants to. We would all rather have our pensions funded by somebody else. We can go out and party for the 40 years we work, and then we can continue partying on somebody else when we retire. Not going to happen. So what we see is Dallas and the police and fire department, it is just a leaf in the breeze. I'm sure we're seeing it in other places right now to greater or lesser degree, Chicago, for example, and we're going to see it more. And there's nothing to be done about it except, except the fact that we have done some stupid things. And when I say we, I mean all of us. This isn't a situation where, well, it's their fault. No, it was our fault. Your fault, my fault. Insofar as we relied on those pensions, I said, we're going to get the idiot taxpayers to pay for us. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen. Too bad. And they might look good because, you know, some of these retirement accounts are going to look great when you have, you know, all these record highs in these stock markets. But the question is, is it going to be there next year and the year after? And well, I just, uh, I, I just, I just don't see how. Many of these, how many of these pension funds are based on stocks? How many are based on bonds? Yep. So. And uh, the bonds are in big trouble, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, those are going to collapse probably before the stock market does. If I had to guess, that'd be my guess, but we'll watch and see. You know, we talked earlier about the, the State of the Union address, and usually in the first year of the, the president, he will forego the the official 
state of the, the union, because that is traditionally delivered in January or early February. Some of the past presidents will do a, um, a special presentation. They will address the nation, um, but it won't, but it doesn't constitute as a um, state of the union. It is interesting. It is interesting. Because I think it's required in the Constitution, isn't it? Um, I think they have. To, I think they're required in the Constitution to report on what's going on at least once a year. And if they don't in an election year, I, again, I could be mistaken about what I think about my notion on the Constitution. But if they don't in an election year, why not? And the question is, who would deliver that State of the Union? Um, the outgoing president, he's going to tell you everything's great. I'm the best. I'm the best president you ever had. The incoming president, he wants to establish <laughs> that the previous president is responsible for everything, everything that's gone wrong, including if your little doubly if your cake didn't rise properly, that was the fault of the previous president. It'd be hard to get a an honest State of the Union. It's. I believe the. The presidential address to Congress is stipulated in Article 2 of the Constitution, mm -hmm. uh, which states the president shall from time to time give to Congress information of the State of the Union. So what the past five presidents have done, Obama, Bush, Clinton, Bush Sr., and Reagan, um, they delivered statements to a joint session of Congress shortly after their inauguration. So... And then they give the, the formal State of the Union address the following year. So whether Trump continues the same tradition um, to deliver a 2017 State of the Union speech still remains to be seen. Um, I don't know if his address, his conference, his speech on Friday would be sufficient, but I don't believe that was to the um, Congress. It was to the people. Um, it was, you know, a press conference. So I can't imagine how that would be a. Um, I, I would think he would need something more of a formal address. So. Well, it's oh. interesting, and it is an interesting. It it really is. Is you know, it just imagine that Obama had delivered the State of the Union address in the first week of January. Wouldn't that have been something to hear? It would either I. It would either make people laugh or scream. It's hard to say. Um, Obama was, wow, we did everything just about right, and everything's great, and we're handing a wonderful economy off to Mr. Trump, and if it screws up, it's his fault. It's not my fault. It's his fault. The whole thing would have been, I don't know, it would make for a wonderful Saturday Night Live skit. You know, if we could compare between the two presidents, they maybe even fighting oh, between them. Who should give wait the state a second, the union I just Trump, hold on. I just think I just saw something as I was uh, going through that does President Trump plans to address a joint session of Congress on February 28th. Even that. So, there. So, uh, so I get that, but it's, you know, it's traditionally in January, it would have made for inquiring minds would want to know. This would have been a great year to have a State of the Union address because uh, howls of laughter. You know, I mean, it would have been comical, probably. So, February 28th will be the official uh, address to joint session of Not Congress. February 29th. Huh? February, no, not 
I bet the media. We're gonna have. I bet the have, media is wishing it. It's the twenty ninth. We have it on the on Sadie Hawkins Day. Um, we're gonna address the Congress. Uh, and if they don't have a Sadie Hawkins Day, this Sadie year, Hawkins Day gives away your your age, Al. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Offers no clue. I. That's something. For, that's for something from the immortal Little Abner cartoon series, which has probably been out of business. Oh, I know what Sadie Hawkins is. Well, then it's given away your age also, Melody. How about that? You probably. Huh? You probably. How about that? <laughs> You probably told me before. Uh-huh. But anyway, so yeah, Sadie Hawkins Day. Here's something from Phoenix Capital that is a little bit parallel to what we've talked about. The headline is the markets are misreading what Trump can and cannot do. Big league. I mean, big time here in my opinion. But uh, the Trump presidency continues to be a boon to stock investors with Trump's tweeting having become a kind of administrative plunge protection team that ignites a new rally anytime stocks are in danger of breaking down. It is kind of interesting, this tweeting, what it reminds me of. It's a little bit of the Pied Piper. You know, got that, got the, he's, instead, of playing, instead of playing the flute, he's playing the tweet, if you catch my drift. But he is, the Pied Piper lured the kids out of Hamlin and... The uh, the Trump's tweeting is, to some degree, luring people into the stock market, or at least investors right now, and inspiring false confidence. And I'll give you another one that crosses my mind. You know, the story of Pandora in Greek mythology, where Pandora was sent to Earth, and she had a, a, a box that she was supposed to keep quiet, keep, don't open this, whatever you do, don't, well, of course, she had to open it. And it contained all the evils and troubles in the world that would afflict the world. And she opened the Pandora's box and all the, And what was left? There was only one thing left in the box, and that was hope. All right? But that's an interesting, it's an interesting metaphor. It's an interesting uh, idea because it suggests that maybe hope is evil. All right? The Greeks left a certain amount of ambiguity there. Hope was the only thing left in the box. But it was in a box full of the evils that would afflict mankind. Is hope is hope a good thing? Is hope a blessing? Is hope an evil thing? I mean, you can get into hope where you really think you get that optimism and you start hoping, you say, oh, my God, we're going to 30000 in the stock market. We're going to be rich. Well, I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? That enthusiasm, that optimism is to some degree an expression of hope. And uh, the Greeks left that question unanswered. The Greek mythology left the question unanswered. Is, is hope good or is it deceiving? In any case, this article from Phoenix Capital says, however, the reality is that Trump can only tweet the markets into rallying for so long. Trump is inheriting an eight years of the most profligate Fed monetary policy in history, a balance sheet expansion of three and a half trillion dollars, that's for the Federal Reserve, and seven years of near uh, zero interest rate policy, which permitted the United States government to double its debt load. Nice. Oh, here we go again. Melody, you didn't tell me we were getting up close to a break. My clock. Now, now we're getting it. Now it's time. All right, we're going to take a break for a couple of commercials, and we'll be back and talk a little bit more about what the markets are doing to misread what Trump can and can't do. 
of Americans are using prescribed medicines daily and putting up with the risk of side effects. If you feel trapped on lifelong drugs and want off of them, there is a way. Pharmaceutical products create a weakness and dependency. Eventually, weakness leads to failure. The solution is sources that are strengtheners, which lead to restoration. Contact Apothecary Herbs for their free product catalog and discover what professional strength herbal formulas can do for your heart, kidneys, pancreas, digestion, prostate, brain, and more. Call now, 866-229-3663 or visit online, thepowerherbs.com. Call now to order and empower yourself, 866-229-3663, thepowerherbs.com, because if you're serious about herbs, you need apothecary herbs. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. on Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. What's next, Melody? I got a couple little packages. I have, um, uh, and these are limited, one-ounce American Krugerrand, not American, <laughs> one-ounce South African Krugerrand. You don't hear me talk much about Krugerrands, but I have a few coming in, and I thought, well, I would offer it for a special on the program today. You're running um, about $42 over spot for one-ounce Krugerrand and 20 one-ounce Silver rounds. And this really is a nice package. It includes all your shipping costs for $1,675. The one ounce silver rounds are the really pretty buffalo rounds. It's the only kind of rounds we sell. Um, we keep consistent. I mean, you can get all kinds of stampings from private manufacturers and so forth and, you know, things that people don't know and don't recognize. But the silver buffaloes are highly recognizable and acceptable for your one-ounce silver rounds. Uh, it includes your shipping costs and, um, and a, I don't know why I keep saying an American Krugerrand, uh, a one-ounce South African Krugerrand. $1,675. Give us a call at one 800 375 that's 1-800-375-4188. Make sure you visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. When we broke for the commercial, we are talking about an article from Phoenix Capital. The markets are misreading what Trump can and cannot do, big league, big time, I mean. And again, it says reality is Trump can only tweet the markets into rallying for so long. Trump is inheriting an eight years of the most profligate 
uh, Fed monetary policy and history of balance sheet expansion of $3.5 trillion and seven years of near uh, zero interest rate policy, which permitted the U.S. government to double its debt load. Put simply, whatever, whatever economic and financial issues arrive, the Fed has little, if any, dry powder left. At best, the Fed can walk back its hawkishness. Rate cuts and uh, additional QE could not be implemented unless a full-blown financial crisis unfolds. Meanwhile, the U.S. is lurching into a recession. <clears throat> Much of the unmassaged economic data began contracting uh, in the third quarter of 2016. However, this was ignored by most commentators uh, who focused on highly political and highly dubious official uh, gross domestic product numbers. This has continued even as the Fed's GDP now has begun adjusting uh, lower from the ridiculously unrealistic estimate of 3 plus percent. They expected the GDP to go up by three, uh, over 3 percent this year. As it stands, first quarter GDP for 2017 is below 2.5% and likely to drop further as more data weakens in the coming weeks. In this context, the notion that the Fed is going to embark on an aggressive tightening uh, schedule is ludicrous. That's their opinion. We'll watch and see whether this is true or false. Um, the Fed is engaged in seven years of the loosest monetary policy in history. The notion that the Fed is going to tighten aggressively when the U.S. economy is contracting is absurd at this point. All this points, excuse me, towards a much weaker U.S. dollar in the coming months. Now, if they're correct about that, it means a much higher price for gold also. Since all this points toward a much weaker dollar in the coming months, Trump campaigned on numerous issues, including trade, manufacturing, immigration, and the U.S. economy, and debt levels, and more. However, in terms of economics, all of Trump's policies boil down to one simple theme, a weaker U.S. dollar. Now, if that's true, that means the price of gold is going up. You want to protect your wealth, you're going to put it into gold while the dollar falls. If you have stock. It's denominated in, in dollars. For example, when the dollars become weaker, you're actually losing money on your stock investments. The same thing is true with, with uh, bonds. If you had $100,000 in bonds and the dollar becomes weaker, when you sell those bonds for $100,000, $100, you'll get them, but they won't have the same value as the dollars that you invested in the bonds in the first place. That's the implication. Um, those who realize this and allocate capital accordingly will make a killing in 2017. Well, if they're correct, what do you think, Melody? Are we definitely headed into a weaker dollar? Oh, absolutely. They can't. They can't have the infrastructure spending. They they can't do the programs, the tax cuts. They can't do any of that with a strong dollar. So you know, and this whole system that we have, not just ours, but around the world, it's only been fueled by stimulus. Hey, they're going to print until the cows come home. And we're going to continue to see more stimulus. And as that stimulus does come out, and we're already seeing higher inflation. So, again, you add all of this up, it all equals a weaker dollar. We're going to continue to see that happen. I mean, is it going to fall out of bed from 100 down to, to 70 overnight? No. But, I mean, we're going to continue to see pressure. And, again, until something breaks, 
you know, then you could see it drop significantly. But uh, no, I think we're going to see, you know, I think we'll see gradual decline of the dollar until something breaks. And I do believe there will come a point in time when that break comes. What we're going to see is almost certainly, it's not impossible that we would see some deflation before this is all over, but long term, we have to see inflation. Now we've dollar already has seen, to be devalued. I mean, if you go to China and you look at all their PPI and CPI, it's all rising regardless of a higher dollar. So if prices are going to be going higher regardless of, of, of what our dollar is, they, you know, the dollar might show a little strength. They might be able to buy a little bit more temporarily, you know, because of the stronger dollar. But everywhere you look, you see inflation already creeping in. We won't be able to export our inflation anymore, not when you have China, when they're in Inflation is, oh, I just read it this morning. I don't, you know, it was up, you know, significantly, you know, with their PPI. So I, I just don't see where, you know, because, of, you know, the stronger dollar where it equals any deflation anymore. I mean, you've had these countries, you had the European Union, you had Japan that have filtered trillions of their current trillions of of their currencies into their markets, into their trillions, into their stimulus of their currencies, not not trillions of dollars, but in their currency. And I, it's China's doing the same thing. They're spending money to keep their currency from dropping out of bed and so forth. And, and you just see it all creeping in. Um, when does it become official? Don't know. You well, know. my point is when we see inflation, one of the reasons I expect to see it is that We've it is it. another way of defaulting on the, on the debt owed by the U.S. government. They'll be able to pay their debt. Significant inflation allows the government to repay its debt with cheaper dollars. And even though they've got $20 trillion, of the, they admit to the official debt is $20 trillion or, or nearly that, um, they will, in theory, try to pay that $20 trillion back. But if they pay it back with cheaper dollars, if the dollars were devalued by half of their current value, and that's not impossible. The real size of the national debt would fall from twenty trillion to ten trillion. They'd be paying twenty trillion dollars. That, that would the number numerically would still be on the books, but the value of those dollars would only be worth fifty cents each rather than a dollar each as compared to when the debt was incurred. And the point is we're just talking about how they are defaulting on the debt here in Dallas. Right, the debt that's owed to the policemen and to the fire department, so the fire retire the fire department retirees and the rest of them, um, they're defaulting. Now they're going to conceal this by persuading the police department and the fire department to agree to accept the default. And if they do, then it's not a default. Then they can sit back and say, "Well, we just worked this up." Well, yeah, but it's a default. That's what it really is. It's a default. But if you force the other side, you can force the other side to agree to it. Because if you don't, you lose everything. All right, go ahead. You either cooperate now and accept. The same thing is happening when they when they push inflation on the American people. It's a default. It's a way of saying, well, the people are accepting this inflation. And that in the same sense that the police department and the fire department in Dallas is going to accept a new and improved 
retirement program where they get less money. Same thing's going to happen to you and me, folks, insofar as we accept that inflation and shake our heads and say, gee, what can you do? There's nothing we can do, and it's not happening so fast it makes our blood curdle, at least not yet. We haven't stumbled into hyperinflation. It's, as long as the inflation is modest, people will basically put up with it, but they are being robbed. The government is defaulting on its debt, and the question becomes then, are you going to be one of the people who will accept this default? And just, well, I'll go along with that. It's my American, it's my job as an American to cooperate when the government makes the, makes the currency worth less than it was. Right? You can if you want to. Or you can go out and look for investments that are going to withstand inflation and, say, and, and preserve your wealth coming into what will almost certainly be a weaker dollar. Not necessarily the first thing we see, but long-term, they have to do it. It's, you know, they, can't, they can't have deflation for long because it makes the dollars more valuable. It increases. Instead of having the, in the example I used, if we had 50% inflation, the $20 trillion national debt, the value of it falls to $10 trillion, right? If we had 50% deflation, which I don't think anyone has ever had, but if we had 50% deflation, we'd go from 20 trillion debt, national debt, to 30 trillion in terms of real purchasing power. It would still be 20 trillion. Numerically, it's 20 trillion, but a value would jump to 30 trillion. It can't be paid, can't be paid, can't be paid. They can't withstand deflation. All right, which means they're gonna go to they're going to go to inflation sooner or later and make the dollar worth less and less, and by doing so, they are going to reduce their debt. They're gonna say, Well, we you know, it's like paying you off with Confederate money. Yeah. <laughs> we invested I invested a hundred thousand dollars in a US bond and they said, We're giving you a hundred thousand dollars. You see, you can sell it. You can get well. It's a hundred thousand Confederate dollars, actually. But still, it's 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 dollars. What are you complaining about? You invested a hundred thousand dollars. Now you're getting a hundred thousand dollars. You're getting a hundred thousand Confederate dollars. It doesn't have the same purchasing power as the dollars you put into those bonds. And those people, if you're going to sit for it, you're going to get robbed. You're going to see your wealth diminished. You're going to lose some or all of your assets. Uh, you know. It's up to you, but you have options. And one of those options is to take your money while you can still get your hands on it, take your currency while you can still get your hands on it, and use it to invest in something like gold or silver, which should do very well in times of serious inflation. And we've got to have it. We're going to default. We're going to default. We're going to default. Debt can't be paid. Right? Therefore, inflation, 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 it helps people to pay their debts. It helps the government to avoid going bankrupt and solvent and dying for, you know, based on its enormous debt. So, having said that, Melody. Yes. Yes, Al. I am now prepared to take my nap. Hey, though, gold is the greatest thing to, to own against uh, as a hedge against inflation. I had wanted to talk to you about this because uh, I guess it's going to the Supreme Court today. Uh, they're taking up a case that presents a, a question. Uh, can a U.S. law enforcement officer be sued in American courts for the death of a foreigner outside the United States? And usually for most American history, that question has always been no. But... Uh, uh, I guess it's headed to the uh, Supreme Court 
for them to make a decision on um, they they agreed to take on Hernandez versus Mesa. And um, I just thought that was sort of interesting because, uh, you know, you hear a lot where, you know, with a lot of these. Dave, the Supreme Court has agreed that it will hear the case, but it's we'll hear not it. hearing it tomorrow or whatever. It'll be sometime in the future. They've agreed just today or thereabouts. Correct. They'll Correct. hear this case and it'll take place who knows when. Yeah, but I just wanted to hear what your thoughts were and, and you know. Well, it's an interesting any. case. You say Hernandez versus who? Mesa. Hernandez versus Mesa. Mm-hmm. Well, it's something that I'm going to try to look up and find because it really, it, it it raises issues about jurisdiction that are surprising, hard to believe. Well, it may. I, mean, I want to see it. Hernandez versus Mesa. Well, you see a lot of these uh, illegal immigrants that are demonstrating everything, and you hear people talk about their rights and so forth. And I always thought to myself, well, if you're not a citizen... Yeah, I mean, where, what are you where, doing where, here? Where, 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 where are your rights? See, the question you, how is does this: you, How does our constitution cover? Uh, you know, and it's just. But you hear a lot of people talk about that. Well, let's suppose that the police officer didn't have authority to shoot an illegal alien from another country who was in the United States. All right. What is their standing to sue him? And. They may not, if they, if they have special protections precisely because they're illegal, he can't shoot the illegal aliens. Uh, if that exactly, were true, can well, the illegal aliens sue the cops? This is exactly what happened. The plaintiffs contend that Hernandez, who was 15 at the time in 2010, was playing a game with some friends that involved running up to a fence at the top of an embankment in front of a culvert that separates Mexico from the United States between El Paso. Um, so, I mean, it goes into, and we're just about out okay, of time. So, so we are, we, we, we really are out But of he's time. been, he's been, he was a smuggler who twice had been arrested in the United States, uh, was allowed to return to Mexico because of his age. And, um, you know, got into what a can I tell you? fired, you know, uh, shots were fired and, uh, he was killed. Okay, folks, we're out of time. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you'll tune in then. In the meantime, I'm Alfred Addis. Uh, here with Melody Cedarstrom, and we hope the good Lord blesses you and me and Melody, Todd the producer. Bye-bye. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement.
go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Tuesday, February 21, 2017, about seven and a half minutes after 2 p.m. Pacific time. That's when it is where you're at. We're live, 855-355-1955 is the call-in number, 855-355-1955. That will get your voice on the air. It is toll-free. 855 is a toll-free number. 355-1955 is the rest of it, so that's how you do that. If you'd rather not do that, but you'd kind of like to participate, you can do so by going to our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. We have a couple other addresses that are pointers that will get you there. AVRN1.com and AVRN.TV. That's the short one right there. Anyhow, but just getting there is not going to let you participate. It will give you all the information you need to know about this network. And, yep, my email is there. So if there's something you feel is missing that you want to know, send me an email. And, uh... If you do want to participate, you'll notice we have a chat room. AVRN chat is the little thing over on the menu. You click on that, and you'll get to the page, and it'll say sign in. And if you don't, you go, well, I don't know what to, how to sign in. Well, I don't have anything. To, well, that means you've got to use uh, my email again and follow the instructions. In red, it says new account. Email the screen name you would like. To my email, an account will be created for you and a temporary password emailed back to you. That's simple. Then you can do that, and once you're in there, you can change your password to anything you like. Uh, but, you know, try to make it something that you'll remember. Or, hey, if you want to get complicated, make sure you write it down on an actual piece of paper or the wall or something. Because, look, it's not a bank account. All right, it is just a chat room. I mean, the, the the password is there just so other people aren't coming in and spoofing your name, basically. Okay, that that's really it. You know, you leave and somebody comes in, uses your name, and starts saying things maybe you wouldn't say. That sort of thing. We'll try to avoid that. You know, that's all. So make it something that you can you know remember easy. So you don't forget it if you don't want to write it down. But, hey, I write down all everything, man, because I, you know. Except the 800 number. Well, the toll-free number, I should say, because it's not really 800. It's 855. Anyhow, it is Tuesday, and that means we got Al from Colorado here for the lightning round. Welcome, Al. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you saw that thing about uh, Pence's over in Europe kissing up to the EU. Did you see that? I one? saw something about. Uh, and he's uh, telling the EU that uh, Trump has the EU's back, and I thought Trump wanted uh, fair trade, not free trade. Well, you know, Pence, in my opinion, Pence is not to be trusted. He never has been. Well, I don't trust him either. But from what I understand, Trump wants everybody to have fair trade there's a difference between fair and free trade well and, and what maybe, trump, and maybe uh, trump is just telling the europeans what they want to hear and then he'll say hey guess what kids it's our rules or goodbye. well look you know we got no right look if they want to be the eu they can be the eu however 
if each one of you countries want to deal with the United States, you'll do it separately. That's because, right. Because you're all different, okay? France ain't the same as Spain. I'm sorry, it just the isn't. Same thing with Italy, and guess what, Frank? I think the EU's name uh, days are numbered because everybody wants out of it, don't they? Well, yeah. I mean, but that ain't our business. That ain't Pence's business or Trump's business. Hey, you Europeans can do what you want. Just like, hey, California leaving. Hey, Fine. that's that's Don't not let the door hitch in the rear end on the way out. That's not Europe's business, okay? That's you right. know, so whatever, you know, hey, Fine, you want to be called the EU? We'll call you that until you collapse, but, you know, that's... Yeah, well, you are going to collapse, but the fact of it is, if Germany wants to sell their Volkswagens over here, they're going to do it the way Donald wants them to do it. Well, they're going to do it the way we agree. That's the negotiation part. You see, these these big deals, man, they don't have them. It's just as, how do you negotiate a trade deal with the EU? It's impossible. I mean, honestly, because they all have their own different things. They're not. As much as they would like to be like the United States, they're not. That's not their setup, okay? that Yeah, sure, now you don't need a passport to go between countries in Europe, okay? That's kind of like the United States. But, you know, it isn't, it isn't the United States. The United States has set things up to where, look, the states are the states, and they independently can do whatever they want within their borders. Correct. However, you want to deal with foreign countries, you got to do it through the federal government. That's right. the deal here. That's the way it was set up. That's the way the rule book was set up. But Europe, you know, okay, so Britain leaves. Well, hey, guess what? we got to deal with Britain like we used yeah, to. Yeah, we're going to deal separately. with them separately, and the same thing with the rest of them. You know, I mean, it, it's just... Uh, I I don't I don't know I don't trust Pence you know, though. I'm looking I, like you say, and I'll be honest with you. Although I'm glad that Hitler lost, I don't trust Trump either to some degree. Frank, I'm sorry, I just don't trust him. Well, I, to some degree, I got to say that too. And I, you know, I've been calling him a glorified used car salesman. His before, biggest you know, problem, Frank, is he doesn't know when to engage brains before putting mouth in gear. That's just one of his biggest problems. I, you know what? I don't even care about that. I think his biggest problem are he trusts some of these people that he really shouldn't. Well, the fact that he's got this Wall Street boy in there for the Secretary of Treasury, I'm very unhappy about that one. He he never should have put that his well, Wall Street buddies in there. I'm to tell sorry. you the truth, I don't know how else he could have done it or who else he could have picked because I think we Dr. like Ron it or not. would have been very good as a Treasury Secretary, no, even though you may disagree. I completely disagree. Uh, this is why we. Oh, have you know what I would do with Doctor Ron? What would you do with him? I would make him a special investigator to audit the Fed. I'd let him do what he's well, best he's at. Well, he tried to do that. He wrote a book about it already. Yeah, of yeah but he's nobody. Okay, he's That's a thirty-year congressman. He's a, he's a hey, uh, private citizen again. He's a thirty-year congressman who got nothing ever passed. Okay, so uh, so what? He wrote a book. I'm sure he made good bank on it. But the thing is, if Donald Trump appointed him some kind of special investigator, special prosecutor, whatever, to audit the Fed, then he would have some legitimate power, and he could go about his business. You know what? I think Donald Trump could call up, uh, what's his name, the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, uh, the Attorney General could do that, too, as well. well. Attorney General has that power to do that. Well, you know, here's the problem. The whole Federal Reserve System was set up on this illusion and fraud that, oh, 
We're independent. We are not part of the government. You know why? Because, hey, nobody wanted a central bank, okay? That's right. So, oh, we're not a central bank. We're a system. Uh, oh, you mean like a cartel? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, Like the truck boys. Yeah, but the thing is, so they're going, well, you know, hey, we are independent. Congress and the president, you know, hey, you got to step back. You can't. Okay, and that is the way they wrote it up. So, all right, how do you go about, well, we well, got. Donald still can go to the Congress and say, hey, I want a bill here. We're abolishing the Fed. Goodbye. One stroke of the pen and you're gone. Yeah. But no, no, no rocket science, right? Come on. None of those cowards in the Congress are going to do that. They can't even get around to uh, uh, repealing Obamacare for crying out loud. Yeah. You, notice, you, you, you notice, though, him at every step of the way, you right? notice, though, Al, yeah. when uh, Obama was in there, they did it like 40 times knowing, well, he'll never sign this. This will never pass. But, oh, we're big and brave. But now that it actually will, no, no. Oh, let's try to keep the core of Obamacare. Why? It's a failed, stupid idea. It's, it's communism. too much money in too many idiots' pockets, too. Yeah. I mean, so... You know, the Congress is the biggest failure. Uh, well, I don't know. The courts, the Congress, you know, it's a toss-up. The toss whole thing is corrupt. It's a toss-up. Let's up. get something straight. The whole thing is corrupt. You know, it's you a toss-up, can't toss fix up, government, Frank. It's a toss-up, Al. The courts or the Congress. You know, you might say, well, no, the courts are more corrupt. Somebody else might say, oh, no, Congress is more corrupt. No, they I can't. all are. They're yeah. all in the same boat, Frank. I are all I, in the same basket, okay? Because that's what they are. I can't argue with either one of those uh, points. You know, I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, okay, you might be right. <laughs> I'm pretty you know. sure I'm right. Well, you know, one of them is, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, Obamacare was supposed to go goodbye here. Well, you know what? He has done, I think he's done more in his first 30 days, that was yesterday, than Barry did in, what, eight years? Barry didn't do anything. Well, he did, did nothing. He did quite a lot of damage, actually. Well, Barry paid, played a lot of golf and he took a lot of trips. That's one thing Barry did do. He spent a lot of money and did a lot of damage. Yes. So, uh, you know, you can't say he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything good, but, I mean... He didn't I mean, do anything uh, benefiting the people of this country, let's put it that way. No, he didn't. He did a lot of things benefiting illegal aliens. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, here's the good question. We got this idiot judge in, what is it, Washington State, who uh, said that Donald's uh, thing is, uh, what, unconstitutional? Mm -hmm. But somebody ought to tell this guy we've got a thing called the, McCarran, uh, the Walter McCarran Act, okay? And uh, what do you call it, the Immigration Act of 1952, mm -hmm. and Donald needs to fire this idiot. Well, and he also lied, that judge. Okay? Oh, yeah. He lied when he said, you know, the whole thing was like, well, all right, the president says that he's doing this to protect America, but can you get, do you, can you cite any cases where, you know, somebody who was let in here as a refugee has done anything violent to, uh, you know, endanger America? We got plenty of them. The prosecutor said, "No, I can't mention one." The prosecutor needs to be shot. And though. then, uh, and then the judge said, "Well, that's because there aren't any." And you know what? There's at least, at least seventy cases from Maybe every. More. Yeah, probably more. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I give credit to the uh, to the businesses that said to their immigrant employees, legal or not, if you take off to go to this immigrant day thing that they had, you're fired. 
Oh, absolutely. I think that's wonderful. You don't have the right to take off. Yes, you can ask your boss, can I take the day off? But you just can't go and take the day off and expect to keep your job. No. I mean, and hey. Have you ever oh, yes, had a the snowflakes have, are crying over that one down too? Well, have you ever had there, a job? Ha, have you ever had a job like that where you could just? I never uh, had you know. a job where I just wanted to take off and say, "Well, can I come back and not be, have any consequences?" And I want you to pay me for the time I took off. And blah blah. No, I've never done that, Frank. No, me either. No, I'm sorry. But I, I have just gone off and done what I felt like it instead of going well, to work. when you came back, your boss probably said, goodbye, Frank, hit the road. Oh, yeah, you're fired. I'm sure you <laughs> yeah, got you, fired, Frank. Yeah, I got fired, not because I took off or anything, but I got fired. Hey, everybody gets fired in Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing in Hawaii is, you know, your bros come by with a case of beer and say, let's go hang out at the beach, bro. Drink yeah, some, drink I mean, some I'll just beers. Go back to work tomorrow. They, the boss won't miss me. Nah, boss ain't gonna. You know, miss everybody you. hops in the car and off to the beach. Yeah, and then Frank comes back the next day, and his boss says, "Hey, Frank, you got free, uh, you got all your free time you want at the beach. Goodbye, Frank." Right? See, and why that worked? Why I used Hawaii, and why that worked in Hawaii? Because see, in Hawaii, everybody knew that that's okay. Because I can just go down the welfare office and say, "Well, <laughs> I got fired. Yeah. Uh, now I need." Money. Now I get now I get on the public dole, right? Well, I need money. I need food stamps. I need yeah, well, everybody. So the dummies give you it. Everybody gets free medical. Well, I don't yeah. know anymore. They used to get free. Me- everybody got free medical in Hawaii. There yeah. wasn't anything you had to fill out. There well, was you know no Obamacare. Really needs to do, Frank. Instead of the wall, no more, no more benefits, no more voting, no nothing. You come here illegally from Mexico or wherever. Goodbye. You're getting nothing. Well, and, if, right. and if we catch you high rail, they just caught this one uh, uh, this one uh, company, I think it was in Kentucky or Tennessee, and guess what? They should have had a $500,000 fine. They fired their employees instead of getting a $500,000 fine for, for hiring illegals. Hmm. Well, I think they should be punished. Absolutely. You hire illegals, then you get, you get punished, and Sammy gets to take all your goodies. You know, you're out of business, Frank. You're out of business, Frank. We're taking all your money. We're we're seizing your bank accounts. We're putting. Well, it I don't know about the first time. I wouldn't get that hard. Well, but the second th- time, Frank, you're definitely out of business. Oh, absolutely. Frank. You you're going to jail and there out of no business. There is no third strike, Frank. <laughs> you know, you're going to jail there and out no of business. There is no third strike, time, Frank. You get two and you're gone. Not three. You got two strikes, Frank. Yeah, but you know, this is nice that we're fantasizing and all about all this, but you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, what's happening in beautiful downtown California? Has the dam burst yet? I don't. It's almost like it's not even in the news anymore. Well, they don't. You know, I, I believe that they're going to try to not talk about it as much as they have been because, see, what's coming out about California is the reason they'd like to have everybody believe in the country that the reason all these dams are breaking, the levees are breaking, and the place is getting flooded is because, you know, I don't know, God hates California. And, no, no, no. It's called lack of maintenance, Frank, is what it's called. It that's right. Jerry Brown spending money on illegals rather than infrastructure. That's what the reason is. Yeah, he spent $28 billion a year. $28 billion with a B? Yeah. On, on uh, illegals. Yep. And, Just uh, illegals alone. And, yeah. And, uh, and that they, doesn't include the Americans who are on the welfare no, or anything no, 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 else, no, no, no. right? Hey, this is what sanctuary means, man. Free well, stuff. I'll tell you what, like I say, Donald's got it right. You become a sanctuary city or county or whatever, you ain't getting no Fed money no The more. whole state of California is a sanctuary state. 
Well, then goodbye, California, right, Frank? And then there's a 280-something billion dollar bill for maintenance that they just decided not to do. Two hundred and eighty billion two eight zero two eight ten times as much two hundred eighty something. Okay, wow. it's more than two hundred eighty billion dollars. That well, was minute. was no. The, now listen. No. Now California is already broke to the tune of what forty, sixty, a hundred billion. And this is this is money that was earmarked. This is not just oh, this is what it would take to fix everything. No, 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 no. It's going to take a lot more than that. Oh, this, this was earmarked money that they did. This use. is money that was earmarked for maintenance that the state of California decided to spend elsewhere instead well, of doing let maintenance. Let them go under, Frank. Hey, I say secede now. Yeah. You know, while you, uh, I'll bet you know, Oregon has a real good welfare system too, doesn't it, Frank? I'll bet you. I have no idea. Uh, I know I... You're not on it, so you don't care. No, I, I remember back, uh, I guess in 86, I got some food stamps in Oregon, but that's all I could get here. You that's know? it, nothing more. Yeah, it was only like, uh, I don't know, 40 bucks or something. Yeah, and you didn't have it for very long either, probably. No, I think they had like a three-month limit for the whole year. It. So for 120 bucks, Frank, you were a, you were a, you were a hero, right? For 120 bucks. Yeah, well, you know, if you're going to give me 120 bucks, I'd take it now. Mhm. You know, I mean really, I mean, you know, free is free. What am I yeah. going to complain it's not yeah, enough but free? Somebody else has to pay for it though, Frank. <laughs> what, That's what everybody What, what Al, am I supposed to forget? Am I supposed to complain that it's not enough free stuff? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, you're supposed to complain cuz we got plenty of people doing that. You know, it was only 40 bucks, but I was happy to have it. Yeah, well, you kept you from starving, though, is what you did, right? Well, it did, and it, and it kept me in, well, and it kept me in uh, booze and smokes. Uh-oh, shame on you, Frank. That's not supposed to be for that. Well, I didn't spend it on that. Well, I'm just saying. I, I went think. in the store, see this back well, in the day. Well, people are spending well, it on this, Well, now you're allowed to with your little credit card, I guess, but back oh, in the day. Oh, EBT card. That's another thing they need to shut down. Back in the day, they used to give you this booklet of, uh, you know, Monopoly money, basically. Yeah. And, oh, like coupons, in other words. Yeah. And yeah, uh, now, it's a, now it's a plastic card that you swipe. So, here, here listen, here was the trick. You go into a store and you look for something that's going to come out to be like a dollar and one cent, dollar five, something yeah. like that, right? So you go in, you buy, give you know them two dollars. You give them a twenty and you get your nineteen no, you, bucks back. No, it didn't cents. work like that. You give them a twenty. No, you give them a one dollar, two two one dollar food stamps, right? Okay. And then they, because see, they would give you change back in food stamps in the dollar amounts. Okay. Well, there is no seventy-five cent. Uh, no, uh, there isn't. So, so they, they have to give you a dollar back, which means they lose no, a quarter. No, no, right? they would give you coins. What I'm saying is, the only change you would ever get is in coins. Oh, the only change you would get would be the slugs and the tokens. Okay. That's right. That's why you would want to uh, okay. say, uh, okay, here's a dollar five, right? Yeah. So now so I get, you get ninety-five cents. That's right. I get ninety-five. You do that a couple times a day. See, things were a lot cheaper back in those days. Yeah. Man. You could get a bottle of that night. Was then and this is now. You could get a bottle of night train for two bucks, and uh, you know, a, a pack <laughs> of smokes for sixty. Bottle of Thunderbird probably cost a buck and a half. You know, like and that. you could yeah. get a uh, you know a pack of smokes for uh, sixty cents. Yeah. Well, now a pack of smokes is what five, six bucks for a single pack. You know, so forty bucks. Hey, <laughs> what the heck, man? Hey, and plus, hey, and plus, hey. Al, let's not forget. That dollar and five thing I bought was actual food that I ate. Yes. You know, so it wasn't like I was really ripping anything off. No, 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 no. You weren't taking advantage of I was taking advantage, but, uh, you know...
Well, what can I say, Frank? The, I was, uh, you know what, Frank, the I was healthcare u- system has to collapse, Frank. I was utilizing my money in an efficient way. Yes, you were. You know, so Something that Sammy doesn't do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this thing in California is really, really bad, though, I'm telling you. Well, I'll uh, tell you what. They say there's several other dams that are failing. On top. All over. All over. And, and they don't even mention, because I got a friend that lives down in California, and he, he pointed out, hey, you know what? They're not even mentioning the uh, levees. They're only mentioning dams and stuff. They're not no, mentioning so the levees. The levees are ready to go by The by levees now. are already breaking all over oh, the place, really? man. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Frank, they are, how do we say, they're screwed, Frank, I think is what you're trying to tell us. Well, yeah, and what's really, and they got these 20-foot sinkholes. Like Studio City, I mean. They, oh wait a minute! Half of uh, what is it? One of the highways? I don't know if it's Highway Five or whatever. You get on Interstate Five, or one of them is washed out at all. Yeah, you can't even place. get to Nevada anymore from California. I mean, it's <laughs> like wow. And here's the thing, uh, folks: don't be crying any tears for these people because you know, okay, fine, it's uh, you know, it's too bad, but. The reason it's happening is not because, oh, it rained too much and it's a natural disaster. It's happening because the crooked, corrupt, treasonous bastards that run California have stolen all the money that was meant for maintenance and did other things with it. Yeah. That's why this is happening. You cannot build roads and bridges and levees and dams and just say, well, there it is. There it is. We're not going to maintain it. We're just going to let it be. Everybody go home. And by the way, Frank, it's not just California. The entire infrastructure of the entire country is that way. That's right. I've been griping about this for years, Al, because it's the same thing every company does, including airlines, which all you people out that fly out there will be glad to hear this, that when... Airlines need to start cutting costs. Do you know where they cut costs first? Maintenance. That ding, 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 ding. Give that man a cookie. And Be- guess what? When they need more money, oh, you want to take on your three extra bags, Frank? That'll be another 130 bucks, Frank. You want those two extra bags to go because you know, yeah, that's right. You want back now, Frank. And that would be, that would be, oh, okay, I get it. At least uh, if you were going to take that money. And put it back in maintenance where you stop spending money, but they don't. Then they well, go and one say, of these "Well, days we're going to have another plane crash here, Frank, and people are going to start screaming." Well, yes, they are. I'm a lot less worried about the planes crashing than the uh, 20 years past their drop dead date nuclear reactors start failing all around the country because oh, they're not like being Fukushima. maintained either. You mean like uh, Three Mile Island and uh, Fukushima See, and all the other ones? You know, General Electric, they need to be sued because they're the ones who built Fukushima. Because I'm telling you, Al, those nuclear power plants are also not being maintained properly. No, they're not. And, and, you know, Rick Perry was right when he said that uh, the, the uh, Department of Energy should be shut down because, not because their their goal isn't a good one it's because they are ineffective and they haven't done their job they need to be shut down because the yeah, other I'll thing out look guess what frank i hate to say it, it is break time here. i know but let me finish this one thought it's bad enough yeah that all the nuclear plants in this country are 20 years past their operational shutdown date okay mm-hmm. but 
They are also stacking up nuclear waste on site of every one of these reactor sites because Real smart. they don't have any. Oh, they got oh, no place to put it. Well, some environmental group somewhere said you can't pile it in that mountain anymore. It'll kill some worm or something in there. Oh, uh, so, well, oh, well then, okay. Out. The Department of Energy says, all right, go ahead, just stack it up until it just, you know. Yeah, and none of these sites, anybody. none of these sites are designed for that. No. Big problem. But now, as you said, we got to take it's a break. It's time, Frank. All right, well, we'll be back in just a few. Many a tear has to fall. But it's all in the game. All in the wonderful game that we know as love. You have worked. with a gun. There were multiple assailants and you were really concerned about your legal jeopardy and the resulting media coverage. Was deadly force justified? In your town, the politics of self-defense is not favorable, but at least you're alive and your family is protected. Fortunately, you have Self-Defense Fund, a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more. Up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney cost per member. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. 
Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
We're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2017. It's about 2.39, almost and a half out here on the uh, Pacific Coast. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live. 855-355-1955. That's the call-in number. Websites, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. we got a chat room in there. If you are not already got a, a screen name, get one. The instructions are right there. Everything else you need to know about the network is there. All right. Oh, okay. First uh, first song, Tommy Edwards, all in the game. Little oldies there. I did that just for Al. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the second one there, Kind of an oldie, too. Robert Gordon, little uh, rockabilly kind of thing going on there. But I like that kind of music. So, anyhow, welcome back, Al. Yes. What do you think about Donald being spot on with the garbage going in Sweden now? The idiot mainstream press tried to call him out. But exactly what he's been saying going on over there with the migrants raping the women in Sweden. Well, I don't know if anybody's noticed other than me and you, Al, but the mainstream media has lied continuously since before he got in there. I mean, they... Uh, since before you and I were born, Frank. What do you mean since before? I know, but I mean, come on. This this last election cycle, they really started to show themselves, and now they are continuing on, and they live in their own little bubble, and they don't care about the truth or facts or anything, and they just keep on and on and on. We're journalists. We're journalists. I hope Donald Trump kicks them all out of the White House press corps and says, no, you know what we're going to do when we're going to have a press conference? We're going to go out on the street and grab Joe Lunchbucket off the street. We're going to get the media in here. We're going to get Skype in here. We're going to get the alter bloggers in here. Hey, I'd rather get Joe Lunchbucket walking down the street to go get a dime bag of dope come in there and ask him questions rather than these jerks. These are the dumbbells who told us Hitlery was going to beat the living you know what out of him. Remember that? Oh, that's the, you know, yeah, that's old news, though, Al. Boy, they told so many lies. And now they're crying in their beer now, aren't they, Frank? They have have told so many lies since that one, Al. It's not even funny. Every time they have a report, it's false, false, false. But is that any... Is it any surprise? I mean, you... I, so and these I, are the same liars that said that Hitlery won the popular vote when we know that there was three or four million illegal votes for Hitlery. We all know this, Well, Mike. I'm thinking there was more like, when you take the illegals and all the dead people, I'd say oh, probably more like... the illegals, the dead people, and the dead the studio cats is probably 10 million. I'd say, we well, I'd say 5 million phony Easily. votes. Phony votes. But then there's probably another million or two... They were never counted at all in California and New York. Oh, you mean the stuff they found in the dumpster again? Once again, we found more stuff in the dumpster. Did imagine our surprise? Well, they're probably, and you know, hey, in all defense, not that I think it's right, but it's the rules that look. So me and Al have a, an election. Yeah. And Al beats me by a thousand votes. That's pretty close. But we've got. 800 absentee ballots. Well, guess what? We don't count those because that's not going to make any difference. Even if every one of them voted for me, it ain't enough to beat out. Well, then you still lost by 200, right? Right. So they don't count them. The only they way they... Vote. They got to count. They're no, they don't. Count no, everything. they don't. Because here's the thing. If Al beats me by 1,000 votes again, but now let's say there's 1,200 absentee ballots... 
Now they gotta count them by law. Oh, it's by the numbers. Yeah, that's saying. right. In California, New York was not even close. Hillary Clinton decimated him in both those states because of all the illegal aliens. Well, we already him. knew that. That was a given. But that's the rule. So when you take all that into account, let's say five million phony votes for Hillary, meaning illegal aliens and dead people. And whatever, yeah. But hey, let's cut that in half. Two and a half million. Right? Okay. Then we add another two. Now, let's cut that in half to another million because most of the absentee ballots are actually military people. Mm -hmm. And from what I've seen, the military uh, rank and file. I think they all went for DJT. Yeah, I'm thinking so. So let's count that as another million. Okay. That's three and a half million. Hillary Clinton did not win. Hillary Clinton did not win the popular vote. No, she did not. Absolutely not. I don't care what the lamestream media says. They're a bunch of liars. Well, and we can. Okay, fine. Let's not do math then because nobody likes math. Okay, we don't care. We already (laughs) know that he won the popular vote. So we'll just go back to the campaign trail. Oh, wait a minute. And then uh, we had George Soros or that dumbbell woman. Well, they even lost the recount. That shows you how crooked they are. Well, yeah, but let's look at the uh, campaign trail where Donald Trump's filling stadiums and Hillary Clinton can't oh, yeah. get Hillary three can people in a bathroom. Get 200 people in, right? Well, her vice president couldn't get 30. <laughs> okay. people showed up or something like no, that? No, 30 people showed up, but here's the trick. 15 of them were journalists. <laughs> so we got 15 people yeah. showed up. And the next day, he canceled his event. Uh, but not because of that, but because, of, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got sick or he wanted to go I got to other things to do, and, uh, you know, yeah, we got other places to be. it was time for McDonald's or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, but yeah. it wasn't that. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. You look at things right in front of your face, you don't even have to do math, okay? No. Well, here's the big problem, Frank. He's one month into it. He wants to get this Obama thing repealed. The the, the prostitutes in both houses are, are are doing everything they can to stonewall him. It's a shame he can't fire them, isn't it? Well, you know, yeah, it is. But that's our job, and we never seem to do it. But, you know, the thing is, somebody in the chat room said something really – yeah, here. Obama implanted 30,000 actionaries into the bureaucracy, all to resist the next Republican POTUS and aid or and or aid the next Democrat POTUS. So it's resistance for the time being. Trump has to root out, remove, and replace every last one, or Absolutely. they will be an interior wall to prevent Trump's policies from doing anything. He will I, get nothing done unless he gets through those 30,000 prostitutes. I think that's a very accurate statement. What do you absolutely, think? Absolutely, absolutely. He's got to get rid of the thing. Now, I see that the assistant to Mr. Priebus, who's the uh, uh, Priebus. Back, Priebus needs to have an accident. He needs to go, and this woman who leaked the garbage, what's her name, Katie Walsh or whatever her name is, which she's uh, Priebus's assistant, she needs to be fired. Yeah, oh, I see. So Previous is now going to throw some girl under the bus, right? Well, it, no, was Rin, it was it was Rand's Previous. The one, she's the one who did it. I don't know no. if she did it under his. Oh, under you his. darn right, she did it under his thing. You know what? I've been saying this well, from the very beginning. Well, then both then, Frank, and quit fooling around. How about it? Well, listen. Trump picked Previous for good reasons. Yeah. Well, he got he got a wolf in sheep's clothing, is what he got, Frank. And if he doesn't know that then Donald Trump's not as smart as we all think he is. Because the bottom line is this. 
Renz Previous has been his enemy from the very beginning. He's the clown that came up with the uh, loyalty oath, which, of course, he didn't make anybody else uh, abide by. Oh, they all signed it, but then when yeah, Trump but he's won... he's the one who didn't abide by it, right? But then, no, well, he didn't sign it. He wasn't one of the candidates. But all the other candidates, they, then they came out going, I'm not supporting him. Oh, wait a minute. You signed a loyalty oath that said you would. Well, I'm not doing it. Like Jeb Bush, okay? No, another one. Yeah, those idiots. And yeah. Ren's well, previous... anyway. Ren's but previous at the... Hey, as head of the RNC, he could say, really? You signed this. And now you're you're saying you're not going to – okay, guess what? You're no longer a Republican. He could have done that, and he didn't. He didn't do well, it to anybody. I guarantee I you. Donald has more hey. people to get rid of besides Priebus. Oh, well, yeah, but you know what? You better start at the top because the bottom line is I got why he picked Priebus, okay? Because the Republican Party itself hates Donald Trump. Yeah, we're all technically he is really not the Republican. You know, everybody's to run as one, though. You know, everybody's pointing the fingers at these communist Democrats, and yeah, they're they're guilty. But you know, they're just doing what we expect them to do. What else is new? The Republican machinery. <laughs> you know what? They're a bunch of backstabbing well, weasels. Well, rhinos then, aren't they? No, of course for... they are. They're a bunch of backstabbing weasels, is what they are. And Trump ought to know this. The thing about previous was it's a good move because it's like, okay, uh, we got the Electoral College coming up. We got the inauguration coming up. We got all this stuff coming up. I've got my, uh, you know, I've got yeah, to get. Now I get to stick the knife in Donald's back. Now, I've right? got to get these. I've got to get all my nominees through the Senate. Okay, so previous. Look, we're making nice with the Republican Party. You're going to be my chief of staff or whatever his love, title love, is. Law, and guess what? He was the wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, but I think Donald Trump has to know that. Okay. I hope he does because he's got to start. He's got. He start. He's got to start culling the herd, as they say. Well, Frank. the. Kick the trash out. Bottom line, take out the trash, Frank. Bottom line goes like this: Rents previous has outstayed his welcome. He has overstayed his usefulness. It's time. I think there's a bunch of other ones too. Now the thing with Flynn. But I'm telling you, if previous leaked this stuff, he needs to go prison. Prison. Oh, absolutely. Because That's he's fraud. No, it's a crime, man. It's a felony. That, that's not something you just get to do, man. Well, you know, I just found out something. He wasn't whistleblowing. That's no, not whistleblowing when you go to the press. about the Flynn resignation. The Flynn resignation was not over Russia. Mr. Flynn was uh, talking about this garbage with Pedogate, and guess who happened to be one of uh, Mr. Uh, 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 Vice President's friends, one of the pedophiles. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. So because Mr. Mr. Flynn or General Flynn leaked the name or talked about this Pizzagate, which you're not hearing a word about in the mainstream whores. No. Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Vice President got mad and says, well, I think we're going to get rid of Mr. Flynn because he, he's outing one of my buddies. Well, I'm telling you, between Pence and previous, uh, Trump needs to start firing some people. Oh, absolutely. He's got to start doing something. And he can't he's fire. Listen. Start getting his agenda. These people, he's, I don't know how he forces Congress to say, hey, guess what, Congress? Either defecate or get off the pot. He and can't fire shame. him. He can't fire him. He can't fire the vice president, but what he, he can do. He can't fire anybody in Congress either. I would, I would find a post from Mr. Pence 
somewhere up you in mean a, like in Alaska or no, in the, I was, of the Sahara I, Desert? I was going for Antarctica, but oh, hey. Oh, that's good, too. You, know, you can okay. go down there, too. That's a good place. That's where you knew places. Here's your one assistant. And uh, all your communications comes through my office. So yeah, we'll get somebody else to break ties in the Senate. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see in uh, four years. Yeah, we'll find somebody else to break the ties in the Senate because that's all the VP is supposed to do. He sits there in the Senate and breaks ties. You know, I mean, because Pence is. He's, I don't trust he's a rhino, the man. Well, they're calling. They're starting to call him the weasel now. Well, and you know, there are. Uh, hey, we have people in the chat room. That actually live in Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't think all that much of Pence. Oh, uh, maybe you should ask the Indiana chat room people how he did as governor of Indiana. He wasn't that great either, was he? No, Probably no. chat room people. No, he wasn't. No, I've I've read lots of things that I didn't know about him from people that live there and that you know come into the chat room. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I don't know if anybody's in there right now that's actually from Indiana. I don't. I'm looking. One person, maybe, but I don't. Maybe, Whatever. maybe not, but uh, there's several, actually, and none of them like him. So why doesn't anybody like the guy? Usually, if you're halfway good, half the people like you. Yeah. But nobody likes him. Nah. You know, and these are pretty much conservatives that come to the chat room, okay? Yeah, well, they're not liberals. So I'll, I'll grant you that, but, I mean, the thing is, he's supposed to be the Republican vice president. So yeah. you would think, uh, well, yeah. you would think Republican conservatives would like him, but they don't. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, let's put it this way. Donald needs to kick a lot of butts out that he's got in there that uh, he didn't know. He doesn't have the right people advising him, Frank, or he's got moles in there is what he's got. You know what yeah, a mole he does. is, don't he you, has, Frank? Yes, I do. And uh, I, we mentioned two right al- already, Pence and Previous. Yes. And now the thing is, what do you think of this idea? And this is. I haven't seen this in the news yet, but I'm sure somebody will mention it sometime, and maybe somebody already has. But the thing is, I think Donald Trump is, listen, man, as much as I want to see the wall and illegal aliens taken care of and the trade thing done, something Trump needs to get on right away is election fraud. Oh, yeah. I just watched a very fairly long video from Robert Steele, who was a CIA guy, and he says he has sent a memo to Trump, Kellyanne Conway, and I think uh, either Pence or that uh, or that fraud Priebus, saying we want the Electoral uh, Electoral Reform uh, Act is what he wants. It's called. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He sent Trump a memo. Now, whether Trump has seen it or not, who knows? Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, it's, you know, <laughs> the bad thing about Trump, I mean, as much as he says he loves the alternative media, mm-hmm. and, as much as, much. and as much as he uses, you know, well, Twitter. he does do Twitter. He doesn't do Facebook, but he is doing Twitter. Right, but he has said he gets most of his information from Fox News. Oh, oh, I mean, oh. hey, you know, it's better than CNN, but I mean, not much. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you haven't got much of a choice. Commie news networks are, are faux news, foul news. Well, that's right. And and you see, he needs to get away from that. Oh, I'm not absolutely. saying... He needs uh, to get away from the total mainstream. You know, media. I'm not saying never watch Fox News, but you know what? Uh, I wouldn't rely on them for your information. Well, wait I mean, a minute. Is Fox News the one that's got that CIA asset, uh, Anderson Cooper, the oh, CIA yeah. stooge? 
Anderson Cooper. Now, I'm not sure. He might be at CNN or something. Uh, he's either CNN or Fox. I, I think can't it's re- CNN. I, maybe it is CNN. I think you're right. I think yeah. CNN is the one you're right. I think you're correct on that. Yeah. Uh, now, listen. Fox has one guy that I'm kind of seeing more and more of since that little uh, blonde prostitute left and went off to do oh, whatever she does. Oh, you mean Meek and Smelly? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, the guy it? who took her spot there, uh, Carlson? Oh, Tucker Carlson? Yeah, that, yeah. that guy seems to be pretty uh, pretty good. I mean, he seems mm. to be like, remember when Fox News first started? Well, I'll tell you, the one guy that Donald should listen to on Fox News is good old Judge Knapp. Well, at least he is. He's probably hearing him too. I mean, you know, if that's I hope so. if that's where he's getting his information, he's getting the bad guys and the good guys from Fox News. Yeah, and well, now he's got to separate the uh, trash from the good stuff now, doesn't he? Well, what he needs to do is stop being lazy and sitting there with his remote watching TV and get on the internet, and do your own research. Well, he says he wants to do his own, uh, he wants to either do his own YouTube channel or he wants to do something, his own thing. And he yeah, he said something about a YouTube channel, and that's how he's going to convey uh, things I to the American people. I hope he does until you boop shuts him down. They'll probably try shutting him down knowing how they are with their, with their, uh, with their censorship. Well, that's a dangerous game, man, because if you're going to start shutting down the President of the United States, well, I'll tell you what, he may shut them, he'll yeah, shut them down. He may retaliate. I hope he does. <laughs> I mean, but I'll I tell you what, I think a YouTube channel for Donald would be tremendous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Look what Twitter's done. Imagine what YouTube would do. Yeah. And why the heck not? Throw and web- not use Facebook. Google because no. Facebook is uh, no, excuse me Google Google yeah but Google, Google is, is YouTube. a bunch of, of uh, nasties too Google Google owns YouTube man. that's right you know but hey you know it, it is what it is and if you find out that they're screwing with you you know then you just do your own thing you think the White House can't afford its own video thing. I know they can afford it. He can afford to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, I'll do it myself. Yes. Screw you. <laughs> I won't use any taxpayer money. I'll do yeah, it myself. I'll do oh. my own thing. Oh, gee, mind. wait a minute. I could do that with a laptop. I bet Donald could figure out a way to do it, too. Well, he'll find somebody who's smart enough to do it for him. Help him do it. Yeah, like any 16-year-old walking down a street. Come on. Any they all know how to do this stuff. in his basement who hacks into the Pentagon let's, or the CIA. Let's see. I get a server, which yeah. means just a computer. Yeah. Uh, hmm, I load a video uh, renderer on there. Hmm. Yes, I get, uh, a, I get a, an Internet address because you have to have an Oh, address. yeah, 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 an Internet connection. Wow, I bet the White House can't have one of those. No, no, they already got one called WhiteHouse.gov. You know, so uh, you do that, and now you don't even need YouTube. You yeah, don't you think... You YouTube to go stick it, right? You know what? When you're Donald Trump, now I need YouTube because YouTube has traffic. I'll tell you where else he could go that uh, that doesn't censor is Vimeo. He could use Vimeo too. He could go on all of them simultaneously. Yes. I absolutely. mean, I, I I'm thinking the White House could put together enough bandwidth to do that. Absolutely. You know, I mean, this is like, <laughs> uh, I like Donald Trump's ideas. It sounds like he's like, okay, let's get into the 21st century here. Yeah. But. Why isn't it already done? I could do this Good in a question. week. Good I, question. I could do this I think in a he week. He has done a lot in his first 30 days, though, Frank, in spite of the prostitutes trying to stop him. I think he's done a tremendous job. I, I could get this video thing going for him in a week. Well, then do it, Frank, if you know how to do it. I, I mean, I'm not, even a, it. I'm not even a computer expert, and I could do it. I just Good. happen to know. I mean, so I know it's not rocket science. I know it's not even that costly, and I know he could do it if he want. Oh, you want to do it, do it. Absolutely. I think he's it's a great a, idea. Got, 
Look, we already know he's got a bunch of trash in there. He's got to throw out and get some decent people. But I'm telling you, man. And get rid of the mold. They need to do something with this election. I mean, we need to be able to verify illegal aliens voting, dead people voting. All that crap has to stop or else we we will never see another Republican. And I'll tell you something that he needs to force down Congress's throat or fire him. No more, uh, what's the word? No more lobbying and no more corporate anything. Yeah, well, Donald. No more corporate, contra- no contributions from any corporation. Yeah, I well, any. I don't know. Donald kind of likes corporations, well, so there's a problem there. Well, that's where it's going to be his downfall. Well, you know, look, I, look, there's a lot of other things the guy could do. I'm yeah. not going to want, you know, expect yeah, him to go against what, his Frank, nature. We're going to have to wait till next week because it's, it's. Time is up here. Isn't it? it is. It is, Al. Thanks for being on. We'll see you again next we'll Tuesday. We'll see you next week, Frank. All Bye-bye. right. Okay, folks, there goes Al, and uh, I'm uh, about to follow him. I'll be back again tonight, and as always, thanks for listening. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement.
Organic Sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Welcome to American Betrayed. I'm your host, John Clark, and you're listening to us on AVR, American Voice Radio Network, where you're always going to hear the truth. If you want to read about the truth, go to nationalwritersyndicate.com, www.nationalwritersyndicate.com. Uh, check them out. Uh, you're going to read a lot of uh, truth that you're not going to see in, in the uh, mainstream media. Uh, also, I'd like to give out a uh, number that I think that people should really keep handy. It's the number of ICE where you can turn in illegal aliens. Uh, the number, if you have a pen and paper handy, it's 866-347-2423. That's if you know illegal aliens and they're not immigrants. And I get sick and tired of these shows like Fox and the rest of them keep calling them illegal immigrants, undocumented immigrants or whatever, especially that piece of crap, Geraldo Rivera. Uh, they're not immigrants. 
they're criminals. Even if they don't commit a crime once they come here, they committed a crime by coming across the border without our permission. And uh, they're going to try to put Trump in a uh, um, corner here, especially uh, saying that, uh, you know, uh, Islam is a uh, religion or Muslims are a religion. Uh, it's not. It's a cult, and it needs to be eliminated uh, worldwide. They need to be wiped off the face of the earth. That's going to be our subject tonight, uh, one of them, and also what's happening in Mexico, uh, their reaction to what Trump plans to do uh, already uh, they're receiving uh, quite a number of uh, illegal aliens uh, down at the border, busloads of them. Uh, I know down in Tijuana, I still haven't talked to my source down in, in Arizona uh, yet to find out what's happening at the port there. But uh, he also said that my source in uh, uh, San Ysidro said that a lot of the ones that they're returning don't even speak Spanish. Well, you know, that's their problem. And the other thing is, uh, the, one of the first people to be, be deported had been here for 22 years and two kids. Well, of course, the opposition, that's going to jump on the baby-waving bullcrap, and that's exactly what they did, the baby-waving. You know, she was ordered out of the country a long time ago. Well, they keep saying, don't break up the families. Okay, send the whole family back. Uh, they don't belong here. You want to do it the right way, come back and do it the right way. My wife did it the right way from Venezuela, and— um, going to do it. I've got some uh, news. I, th I hope uh, this is uh, they found the source, uh, the leaks. Uh, all indicators are pointing to the CIA, which I had figured right from the beginning, NSA or CIA, uh, because the CIA is, a, is such a corrupt criminal organization. Going back to JFK, they were involved with the mafia and then the CIA killing JFK, and uh, they've done a number of things uh, over the years. And uh, I know uh, John F. Kennedy wanted to try to break him up, and that's one of the reasons why they killed him. Uh, there were other reasons, too. But um, we do want to talk about uh, Islam, whether or not it's a religion, which I don't feel it is. I feel that uh, uh, they cannot exist in a, any Western civilization uh, They just because in, in the Koran it says uh, we are infidels and we are to be uh, converted are killed. There is no in-between. Well, they can kiss my you-know-what. Uh, anybody that wants to, their own religion or whatever, do whatever they want, but don't tell me that I've got to uh, go out and kiss a goat or um, marry a nine-year-old girl or uh, all this perverted behavior that these uh, uh, savages, and that's exactly what they are. But we're going to have a panel tonight. Uh, my co-host, uh, Frank Steffen, of course, is on, and uh, we're going to find out how they feel about it. I've already given most of my feelings. Uh, uh, these are savages. They don't belong here. Not one um, Muslim country has taken any of these uh, uh, people from Syria at all, refugees. Not one. They've all gone into Western countries. Now, why? And the reason, I think, is because of white genocide and to get rid of the Christian race. And that, they have to be eliminated because it, it, they're not going to stop. It's been going on for centuries. The Crusades, it's going to keep going. But um, also we're going to have John Vincent from American Immigration Control, uh, his uh, thoughts on it. And uh, Paul from New York. Uh, Paul is a uh, pretty uh, astute person, pretty well-educated, and uh, like to hear his uh, views on uh, uh, these savages. And if you don't think they're savages and you want to call in. Uh, I got this. The number is 
800. Actually, John, it's 855. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. 855. Oh, yeah. You got the rest right, I think. Yeah. 855-355-1955. That's the new uh, toll-free number. It just changed recently, so it kind of threw me off. Okay. First, uh, Frank, how how do you feel about um, uh, Islam, Muslims? (laughs) What? Well, how do I feel about them? Uh, I feel they ought to live back in the Middle East where they came from. Okay. I mean, I, you know, really, I don't have anything specifically against them as long as they stay where they belong. And where they belong is where they come from. And if they don't want to... If they don't want to be Western, they don't want to be Christian, they don't want to be a civilization, hey, that's that's fine with me. I mean, I don't care how other people live as long as they're not trying to make me live the way they've decided they want to live. You know, and that's how I feel about Muslims. They don't belong here. Exactly. That's how I feel. You know, somebody's saying that uh, you've got to either convert to uh, Islam or, or, or we kill you, behead you, you know, and I think people have been watching enough of this beheading crap. But, uh, John, John Vincent, how do you feel? Well, I basically agree with uh, Frank. You know, there are, uh, you know, I think uh, two or three million uh, Muslims living in the U.S. Uh, as far as those who are, cons- are citizens, you know, if they will abide by our laws and, and live peaceably with us, I mean, I'm not going to criticize them, but we don't want to see the Muslim population grow and grow in this country. If it does, it'll reach a critical mass and we'll start doing the things that they're doing in Europe. Um, you know, everybody was accusing Trump of uh, putting in a Muslim ban. Actually, it wasn't, but I wish he would put in a ban, basically, to a large extent, on Muslim immigration. Uh, that religion just isn't compatible with our uh, values and way of life. It just doesn't. Exactly. Yeah, the, the opposition, uh, which is, uh, believe it or not, Obama's back in uh, town in Washington, D.C. with a lot of backing. He just spent uh, a lot of time at a billionaire's island with uh, Branson and, and Soros and a few others to plan how he's going to retake uh, uh, the White House. And, uh, you know, Trump had better be careful. He better get rid of these illegal aliens. Uh, he better, in fact, uh, I, I feel uh, he better arrest Soros. Obama and Hillary, all three of them, uh, because if he doesn't, uh, they're going to destroy him or attempt to destroy him. Uh, Paul, how do you feel? Oh, thank you for having me, John. I I concur with your guests. Uh, The viewership tonight should understand that I'm a security investigation expert who uh, has traveled extensively through Southeast and Middle East. I've been in countries. uh, I always... I uh, find it interesting when I encounter people who want to have debates about uh, Islam, uh, Muslims, and yet they haven't even read the Koran, much less uh, read Sharia law, much less even travel to a country where Sharia law is the predominant uh, law of the land. Uh, the issue here, John, is uh, putting aside the issue of what the Koran represents in perfection and following it uh, totally without equivocation, is the issue of lack of, assimil- uh, lack of assimilation. Uh, Muslims uh, come into countries, they don't assimilate, uh, they're a pack mentality. If you look at Europe, most of the stories are being suppressed. Uh, I can tell you this, I've got buddies who are ex-Delta Force who are in 
uh, programs that don't exist in the country um, uh, who talk about horror shows, particularly in Sweden, a country that was once beautiful, peaceful, uh, which is now under siege, rapes, uh, uh, incredible assaults on its citizenry, and yet the press is being told not to report it. The police uh, forces there just are incapable of being able to deal with the problem. The fundamental issue is uh, the PAC mentality. Uh, they've uh, increased in such staggering numbers uh, that, as your one guest, the immigration uh, gentleman, uh, had uh, alluded to, is, is that they've gotten to a point where they become emboldened and they're uncontrollable. And, and you know, anything goes. And what right. goes, basically, is subjugation. And what people in this country have to understand, and I think I alluded to the last time I was on your show, a Pew Research study in 2014 uh, went into Muslim countries, predominant Muslim countries, and interviewed Muslims. And out of the 1.3 billion uh, Muslims that populate the planet, it is estimated 800 to 900 uh, Muslims uh, prefer, favor, and unabashedly state that Sharia law should be the law of the land. That you mean, eight, mean 800,000? 800 million. 800 to oh, 900 million out of the 1.3 billion Muslims uh, oh, in the okay. Pew Research poll estimate, uh, estimated that 800 to 900 Muslims believe that Sharia law should be the controlling law of the land. That single uh, reality uh, should be something that should be setting alarm bells off in anybody's uh, mind who wishes to listen and pay attention. Uh, that is the clarion call as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, I feel that if they follow the the Quran, uh, they 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 can't exist uh, with us. Uh, and you, you're talking about uh, people uh, becoming American uh, citizens and joining in. Well, blacks haven't done that either. All, 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 no other race. Everybody has folded in and become Americans, but blacks have always uh, kept their own separate thing. Black churches, black TV, black this, like you know. Uh, we we and that's who they're targeting. They're they're targeting. Uh, blacks are targeting Mexico to, uh, you know, make amendments, and we we can't. We're going to be talking about Mexico, uh, hopefully this half or, or the next half hour of the show, uh, because we can't uh, make uh, Mexico our enemy. I mean, they're our next door neighbor. Uh, you know, we got to get these straightened out uh, peacefully, otherwise, you know, something can happen, and we'll be talking about uh, what Mexico plans on doing if uh, Trump follows through with everything. I feel that Trump really should uh, speed up the deportations to get as many out as he can, because that's uh, the voting block for the Democrats and also their army. That was Obama's army. Uh, they figured that uh, uh, Obama had set us up for the kill. Uh, Hillary was going to finish us off. Uh, they had promised all these Marxists and uh, Muslims that uh, they could come into the country with all these freebies and everything. Uh, well, Trump has upset that. Now, they said there was going to be a civil war uh, if she got in. Uh, she would uh, declare martial law. Uh, but now they said it's going to be accelerated because of Trump. And I'm really amazed that Trump uh, is still uh, going because uh, – the powers to be, all these billionaires uh, all have a vested interest in keeping that border wide open because of the drugs, uh, uh, the slave labor, the, you know, the slave trade, and, and which is still going on. Uh, the sex uh, parlors, uh, sex trade, uh, you know, that, that's what makes these billionaires, and they, they don't want that stopped. So it, it, that's why I feel that Obama and Hillary and uh, Soros should be arrested. Now, I don't understand why he's Putin hasn't grabbed Soros. He has a warrant out for him, but he hasn't grabbed him. I mean, this guy was KGB. 
and why you know why can't he grab this guy this guy has caused more damage and if uh, uh, Trump doesn't do something uh, they're, they're going to do a lot of damage uh, to this country and the Democratic Party I feel should be labeled a terrorist organization because that's exactly what they are do you, do you agree with that anybody I'll jump in. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, the last eight years and what this election has proven, whether you support Trump or don't support Trump, I support Trump, is the false uh, so-called empathy for the forgotten man. Uh, the ends justify the means. Uh, anything is uh, uh, fair play uh, as long as we accomplish our goal. I think to the issue of Soros is it may be a bit about – uh, Putin looking at Soros and creating such anarchy in the United States that that necessarily isn't a bad thing for Russia. Uh, so that may be one reason, uh, one may explanation as to why Putin hasn't moved. Uh, quite candidly, I'm just astounded that somebody hasn't marshaled, uh, you know, a very skill set uh, group of individuals to go in and just take out uh, uh, George Soros. I mean, the, at the end of the day, there would be some. Uh, you know, protest for a couple of days and then, you know, it's called move on. But uh, I think, and I'm not advocating that, I'm just surprised it hasn't happened. Uh, but if something like that happened, uh, the, the, the so-called model of George Soros, Soros uh, would be few and far between. Exactly. Um, Frank, how do you feel? Well, I, I don't see it as anybody's benefit, uh, including Russia, to have an unstable and dangerous United States, and that's where we're headed. And I don't see an advantage to anybody in the world for that. I think probably Putin hasn't grabbed this criminal because, I mean, look at the look at the way the press eviscerates Putin and Russia over things that, you know, like for instance, the Crimea. They, they didn't invade the Crimea. They didn't steal the Crimea. The people in the Crimea voted to be Russian. You know, I mean, this is you know, this is completely miscategorized through the press. And gosh, if he was to grab their their poster boy Soros and their beneficiary, I mean, this guy funds so many rotten, dirty, lousy communist revolution activities. And that's another point I'd like to make. This is not the Democratic Party anymore. This is a, a it's been completely co-opted by the worldwide communist revolution. And people think, wow, communism, come on. You know, well, read the documents from Trotsky and Lenin and those boys and you and Barry, and you will see exactly what they're doing, exactly how they operate is exactly what was laid out in like 1913 by these people. Yeah, well, also, you know, they, people don't realize that a lot of elements, uh, the so-called shadow government, are heavily involved in the satanic uh, sacrifices, uh, satanic rituals, which I'm pretty sure that uh, Hillary is going to be bought in on, too, if, the, if they do their job. The New York Police Department, they're going to find out about this. Like Trump said, uh, all pedophiles are going to be uh, really severely punished. Well, does that include uh, uh, the Muslims? You know, they're, they're marrying uh, nine-year-old girls. Uh, you know, uh, does that include homosexuals who have sex with uh, you know, nine-year-old boys, ten-year-old boys? You know, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. But uh, we we have to do something uh, because it's uh, it, it's not just here; it's happening all the world. I've talked to friends of mine who travel quite a bit, have gone. And they said it, it, it's really disturbing the way things are shaping up, and one little spark can set it off. That's why we're going to be talking about Mexico in the next half hour 
you know, we really have to keep an eye on that because if you look in the past, you'll see all it took was one spark and we're in a world war. And with all the nukes uh, running around here, uh, we can't afford that. I, I just don't understand why Putin is still buzzing our destroyers. Uh, it's a very dangerous game. China's doing the same thing now. Uh, I, I understand from a, a source friend of mine that uh, Japan and China really, yeah, when nobody's looking, they're really getting along, uh, but they don't like the island thing. Uh, they're also, um, Japan's uh, very nervous about uh, North Korea. Uh, North Korea has the ability to put a uh, miniature nuke into uh, on a rocket, put it up. They've already proved that they can put a satellite there. They've miniaturized their nukes, put it over our country, EMPS. And this wacko, he just killed his half-brother. I mean, uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, I think that's why they're afraid of him, and, and they really should be. But uh, we're coming up on a break, and uh, if you'd like to call in, uh, the number is 855-355-1955. Again, 855-355-1955. And I'd like to welcome our friends in uh, Mexico. We have a lot of listeners down in Baja. Uh, Northern Baja, and uh, they're listening. They're very anxious about what's going on with uh, our, our two countries. Uh, we have to really uh, uh, more careful here and not let it get out of control. Again, this is uh, America Betrayed on AVR, American Voice Radio, and uh, you're always going to hear the truth here. And if you'd like to read about the truth, go to nationalwritersyndicate.com, and uh, you'll check it out. You'll see a preview of each week's show there. Go there and check it out. And uh, we're going to come up on our uh, first song. I, I like to go back to our past when it was fun. Our olden days, people say, well, the, the past is the past. But we know what's been lost already, us older people. And uh, we hope that we can try to revive it somehow and bring back some good stuff, some good times, instead of all this turmoil that's going on. Okay, so I hope you enjoy this music. This is a blast from the past. Many a tear has to fall
found that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Welcome back to American Betrayed. You're listening to us on AVR, American Voice Radio Network. And you can also read about uh, our show each week at National Writers Syndicate. That's www.nationalwritersyndicate.com. If you'd like to call in, the toll-free number is 855-355-1955. Again, 855-355-1955. If you'd like to turn in an illegal alien for the day, call this number, 866-347-2423. And make sure that they're illegal aliens uh, that you turn in. Uh, Call them. Now, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, Mexico this half hour uh, because uh, I've spent uh, a number of uh, times down in in Mexico. I went down and uh, worked with a friend of mine to uh, film a uh, a thing on the the drought in Mexico and California. Believe it or not, about 6 million Mexicans rely on the Colorado River. And it's a serious problem, but we were filming uh, down in uh, the Sonoran Desert. Uh, south, south of Mexicali, and uh, we saw a half-track uh, coming, and uh, it was uh, Mexican military, and I thought we were in trouble, but they were out there to protect us from the drug smugglers. But we were threatened by our own elements of our own government when we were filming in in, uh, in California. So we really have to be careful here. I know we were probably screwed on NAFTA, but so was Mexico, uh, you know. That, that's uh, the problem that uh, Obama and these other scumbags, uh, the Bushes, the Clintons, all of them, uh, you know, we were given the shaft, but that has to be straightened out. Uh, make sure everybody gets a fair deal. It's not Mexico's fault. Uh, you know, that uh, that, they, <clears throat> that this happened, it's uh, the people that negotiated it. They're getting all our GMO uh, products uh, going down there. They're getting the real sugar. Uh, Meanwhile, we're getting the high fructose. But, you know, Trump has uh, so far fallen his pledge to deport these illegal aliens. Uh, I don't know any any Mexican that disagrees with that. Uh, There are elements in Mexico that don't agree with that. That would be the criminal elements, uh, the people, the the drug smugglers and, and so on. But we have to get it under control. I feel that he should really uh, speed it up, uh, deport as many illegal aliens as he can before anything else happens. And uh, because, and the wall, I'm not sure about the wall. I mean, you could do it with so many other uh, ways, uh, you know, electronics and so on. We talked about that when we started the Minutemen project uh, down in Arizona many years ago. Um, But we need to, uh, the dreamers, like I've said, uh, the dreamers, if they've committed a crime, are on the uh, government uh, dole. They should be. They're out of here. Um, now, I'd like to talk to bring John Vincent in on this because he is an authority on on um, uh, illegal immigration. Uh, in fact, uh, he feels that we should cut back on uh, legal immigration, which I didn't uh, believe before, but. Definitely, we do need to cut back on all of it and get an assessment of who we have in our country, uh, how much, you know, do we have everybody. So look at all the land you have out there. Well, there's no water. I mean, there's water now. The You know, Orville Dam's flooding over, but there's no aquifer. And uh, they're, they're still not out of, out of the uh, woods there yet. How, how do you feel about that, John, of building a wall uh, to compare to uh, using other, uh, you know, there's other ways and means. 
I think if we even stage the military there, which they do respect the military, they don't respect the border patrol. They throw rocks at them and everything else, but I don't think they would do that to the military. How do you feel? I think sending the military there would be a good idea. It would send the message that, we're, we're, that we are really serious about this. The thing is, you know, building the wall uh, only solves part of the problem because uh, from 40% to 50% of illegal aliens in this country are people who came in on legal visas and overstayed those visas. They weren't border crossers, so you're only going to take care of about half the problem uh, with a wall. What you need to do is to have increased interior enforcement, and one way uh, to do this is to have mandatory E-Verify so that employers can check to see whether or not their people, uh, their new hires are authorized to work in the U.S. And also we should um, deputize uh, local and state law enforcement to assist uh, ICE in deporting illegal aliens. Uh, Obama really cut back on that effort. I mean, he did everything he could to uh, destroy the 287G program that allows uh, uh, local and state law enforcement to uh, work with uh, ICE. Well, I... Yeah, they they're also talking about like bringing back a Bracero program, which won't work until they get the Fourteenth Amendment uh, clarified. I feel because uh, that means no women could come across uh, the the border to work, because then the child becomes a U.S. citizen. Uh, so uh, I, I thought it was working uh, pretty good, you know. With uh, and in fact, uh, what's his name, the guy that headed up the uh, the unions, uh, Cesar Chavez. Uh, hated illegals. He went down to the border to stop them themselves because uh, it was injuring, uh, um, you know, legal people that wanted to do it the, uh, the right way. But I also found out that uh, now that they're taking them by bus down there, they're releasing the Chinese for some reason. They're releasing them in Mexicali. They're not doing that. But the, and a lot of these people that they're deporting are also from the Central America. You know, they're, they come through uh, Mexico. But they have to realize that Mexico doesn't put up with this crap that we put up with uh, for so many years. I mean, you know, you've been fighting it. I was. It's, uh, so many others, Barbara Coe and uh, Terry Anderson. Terry Anderson used to say, yeah, if you're not mad, you're, you ain't paying attention. But now people are paying attention. I hope it's just, just not too late. So what would you recommend? Just the military? How about, uh, you know, there's so much electronic. Well, let, let's go to... Uh, uh, Paul, he's the security expert. Uh, Paul, what would you do? Well, I mean, there's multiple things they would do. I, I do agree that obviously building a wall wouldn't necessarily address uh, the entire problem. And as your immigration expert will you know, has alluded to, uh, the issue of, of people coming into this country legally and what percentage that is and overstaying their visas. visas. So, you know, obviously, uh, yes. I mean, if you were to put the National Guard or the military down on the border, that would send a stern message. Electronic uh, countermeasures would be also a good idea. But let's just talk about enforcing the laws. I mean, the reality is we talk about sanctuary cities here in the United States. And what people don't understand and the bleeding hearts don't understand, and you're, you're, you know, is there's a couple issues at play here. The federal government, when they give grant monies, the, in the law, built in the law, uh, the federal government is obligated to place on notice any municipality, state, county, anybody who receives uh, grant monies that they're in violation of federal law, they have a certain period of time to rectify or correct it. It's not discretionary. It's not, gee, this is not a good idea. You need to get in, in line here. 
It's mandatory. It's built right in the statute. So these cities, uh, these counties, these agencies, these entities that are uh, refusing to adhere to federal law uh, and enforce federal law, uh, if they're not complying, uh, the federal statutes are, are, are clear in terms of grant monies. They're to be put on notice. And if the federal government does not act to, to remedy uh, and put them on notice and seek uh, that they ameliorate uh, their lack of compliance, they have no other choice. It's not discretionary. Money gets taken away. So you have to enforce the existing laws. I was comforted to see, and maybe it's just showcase, uh, the last couple days, uh, the raids that were being carried out uh, to first address the issue of the convicted felons, uh, the uh, illegals that are here. The other issue is this nonsense about anchor babies. Uh, your, uh, your legal expert will uh, concur with this. There's absolutely no law on the books ever passed by Congress. There's no Supreme Court case, nor does the uh, 14th Amendment or any type of Supreme Court's, uh, Court case that addresses the, the, the 14th Amendment uh, that affords anyone born here uh, from a standpoint of illegals this anchor baby status. It's a legal fiction. It just somehow... Somewhere along the way, someone said that this probably was a good idea. Wink, wink, nod, nod, and no one ever did it. The fact is, it's complete nonsense. There's no support for it in the law. So enforce the laws, countermeasures, military, um, and, 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 I, and I think that's a start. And I, I think the start in terms of addressing the real problem uh, elements, the million-plus uh, that are convicted felons, that have multiple uh, deportation order violations, address that first and get them out of this country, right. okay? And then, as you're doing that and you're rolling up in different areas to uh, ensure compliance and enforcement of the law, I think what you're going to see is a gradual shift uh, in the other direction. I mean, this has been going around, going on for 35, 40 years of people doing nothing and not paying attention. Well, now the chickens have come home to roost, unfortunately. What I like to see is uh, take away the money from the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church receives a billion, that's billion with a B, dollars a year from taxes, federal and state taxes for refugee resettlement. Now, I've said this on uh, friends of mine's radio show, once in Baltimore, uh, once in Nebraska, and I said, call the Catholic Church and tell them I'm going to be on the show and I'm going to be talking about this. They want to debate it, fine, let them. They never would, because what they do is they pocket a lot of this money and then farm these refugees out to other nonprofit agencies. This is an insidious organization, the Catholic Church. I have no respect for them whatsoever. And, and what it boils down to, in essence, is uh, it's all religion that's bringing everything to a head here. You know, the, the, the Muslims, the Catholic, uh, the, uh, Christianity, uh, uh, you know, it, it just goes on and on. Uh, Frank, how, how do you feel about uh, uh, the wall and, and uh, security measures? Well, I think it's a mistake to ever look at Mexico as a friend of the United States or the Mexican people. And and that sounds bad, but I don't really look at it as all that bad of a thing because Mexico and the Mexican people are out for themselves. Whatever they can get that betters themselves, they're all for it. And and I don't generally have anything against that. This whole problem is less the Mexicans' problem than it is a Washington, D.C. problem. They're the ones that let this happen. The Mexicans are just taking advantage of what's, what's put in front of them. I mean, if you take away all the free stuff that they get here, they'll, they'll leave. They won't be here anymore. There's no reason to be here. They're here for the stuff. 
That's all. The free medical, the free education, the free everything else. That's why they're here. You take that away, they don't have that anymore. And by law, they're not supposed to be getting any of that. Title 8, code, uh, U.S. Code, Title 8, Section 1324, uh, A1, A3, okay? And, and it's different situations, but this specifically speaks to sanctuary cities or states. It states, knowing or in reckless disregard of the fact that an alien has come to, entered, or remains in the United States in violation of law, conceals harbors or shields, well, sanctuary is shielding from detection or attempts to conceal harbor shield from detection such alien in any place, including any building or any means of transportation. It is... Uh, a crime, and these crimes in in this complete in this section here go from anywhere from five years in prison to twenty years in prison, you know, depending on which one. So, just taking the money away from these sanctuary cities isn't the only weapon that you know uh, Trump has, because Trump, by executive order, could start having these people arrested. Jerry Brown in California, oh, sanctuary state, really? You're going to jail. You're going to jail for five years. You've just committed a federal felony. And Trump can do it by executive order now. Obviously, he'll have to have a trial or something. But he, can't ha he can have him arrested because, see, Trump took an oath to faithfully execute the laws of the United States. He doesn't have a choice like it was mentioned before. It's not discretionary. That oath is not, well, you know, if you feel like it. Or if it's a Tuesday or something. No, it's that's all the time to faithfully execute the laws of the United States. You know, I think a wall is a, you know, it's, it's a crazy idea that we haven't had a wall yet. We should have had a wall right after the Mexican-American War. I mean, it, it's insane that we don't have the wall, and it's insane that we don't have the United States military guarding that border. Yeah. My you opinion. Know, Frank, uh, we, we came out with uh, Proposition 187, uh, uh, back in the early 90s, uh, it was a proposition that 6 million Californians voted oh, I remember. for. It was to cut off benefits to illegal aliens. Uh, Barbara Coe spearheaded that. And uh, one federal judge, one federal judge uh, from the, I think it was the Ninth Circuit, Judge Felser, came in and said, no, that's the way they control us. You see, they did the same thing here with Trump. One federal judge said no, then it was uh, three of them, the same court. That's the way they control us. They control us with the federal judges and the IRS. Well, so, I'm not uh, sure where that comes. You know, I, I'm not sure what authority that, that has. I mean, you know, so the court, at my understanding, the federal courts anyway, is they are broken up into districts. And, uh, okay, if the Ninth Circuit, okay, decides something, that decision only applies in the Ninth Circuit. Yeah, well, their their uh, decisions have been overturned something like eighty five percent. Yeah, they're the most overturned circuit in in the in the whole judiciary. But again, six million Californians voted for it, and one person came in and said no, and that stopped the whole Proposition one eighty seven. Right. One federal judge. So. Yeah, I remember, but it, 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 with the Fourteenth Amendment, the Anchor Babies, the whole bit, we tried to get that clarified. We're fighting the Catholic Church, we're fighting the drug cartels, we're fighting the politicians. At one time, it looked like the 
Uh, the Republicans were on our side when I first went to Washington, D.C. Uh, the only reason why they were working with us because they saw how many Californians voted, and they said, oh, we'll jump on the bandwagon. But then when they saw we didn't have any teeth, uh, they said, screw you. George, when George Bush came on the scene, uh, it was all over. I saw the memos he sent out, don't touch immigration. Well, and you know, I, I'm also wondering about the, the court. I mean, the court has a, okay, everybody said, oh, well, you know, the 14th Amendment, which is a bogus ruling anyway, because, see, a foreign national illegally in this nation is not under the jurisdiction of the United States, okay? They're still right. under the jurisdiction of wherever they came from. But that aside, the courts here have ruled in the past of the, uh, you know, uh, fruit from a poison tree doctrine, meaning that any gains you get from an illegal activity are also illegal, you don't get to keep them. You don't get to rob the bank, and if you can make it to your house and buy a bunch of stuff, you get to keep it. No, you don't. It's fruit from a poison tree. So if you're in the country illegally and you drop a baby here, well, that child is the product of an illegal activity and therefore illegal itself under that doctrine. See, I, Yeah, but I, it's even, even, even more fundamentally. There's nothing in the 14th Amendment where somebody can come over to the country uh, deliver a child in this country, and that automatically is a child. Jurisdiction, and you alluded to, you have to have skin in the game. It's not jurisdiction GA came to this country. There's a differentiation in terms of the case law and the Supreme Court cases when they talk about a foreign national uh, uh, being arrested on the soil here and being entitled to certain constitutional rights in terms of our criminal justice system as opposed to under the 14th Amendment when they talk about jurisdiction, okay? Jurisdiction is not the same thing as being here. You have to have skin in the game. You have to have the right to vote. You have to have the right to be conscripted, conscripted into the military. That is unequivocal. And for some reason, out of nowhere, if a snap of the fingers, this legal fiction arose where uh, a child who was born here on U.S. soil, uh, who is the child of you know illegals, that automatically they become American citizens. There's no law in the works. Congress has the plenary power. Uh, there's no law in the books. The Fourteenth Amendment is fairly clear, and the and the Supreme Court cases that have dealt with the Fourteenth Amendment on the issue of what constitutes jurisdiction of the United States are pretty unequivocal that. This so-called anchor baby thing is complete nonsense. Yeah, yeah well, I agree with that. Right. Yeah, but you know we've been working on that. John has been working on it for many, many years. He's been strictly uh, working on the illegal and legal immigration. And like I said, when I first met John, uh, he was saying that we need to cut back on legal immigration also. Uh, moratorium now. I remember remember the sign, and I was totally against it. In fact, uh, all the congressmen that I were working with said, don't even bring up uh, legal immigration. But like I said, all the traveling I've done over the years and seeing what's going on to our infrastructure and so on, we, we, we can't take any more people. We're, we're full up. Uh, it's going to explode uh, when the Colorado River dries up in the two years. Uh, 40 million people are going to be affected, and we, we just can't take any more. Now, one of the uh, steps that Mexico says they're going to take if we follow through with a lot of this, Trump follows through with a lot of this, is they're going to stop buying our corn. Um, and they're going to buy from Brazil or, or uh, Argentina. Uh, now, from my understanding, is they get the, the, the corn with or the drinks with real sugar. Uh, we, we get the 
high fructose uh, here here in this country. So that has to be leveled out somehow. Um, but it will impact the farmers because Mexico is the largest uh, buyer of uh, our, our corn. So uh, we've got to step uh, gently on this, and we can't uh, let some other power come into Mexico and say, hey, we're going to give you a better deal. You know, the best thing to happen, John, would be for all those farmers and all those companies growing that poison corn to go out of business. So I say, good, buy your corn elsewhere. Well, uh, that's a... Uh, Mexico then, ought to be growing their own corn. The only reason they stopped was because the politics of Monsanto went down there and put them all out of business. The Mexican people didn't want to start buying this crap corn from us. They wanted to grow their hundred different varieties of corn, but Monsanto bought off the Mexican government. Well, yeah, but, well... Sense. Okay, guys, uh, quite, a, quite a discussion tonight. We've got a lot, a lot of things going on. Um Do you have anything to add, uh, John? All I can say is it would be nice if we got rid of NAFTA and the Mexican corn farmers could get back into business, and that would um, help slow down uh, the movement of Mexicans into this country. Yeah. Uh, John, why don't you give your website so people can check you out, and uh, they might want to purchase uh, the films that you have that I did for you over the years, uh, especially uh, uh, Broken Borders, uh, showing how the drug smugglers and illegal Cubans were going through uh, Puerto Rico, uh, Mona Island. Why don't you check that out? Why don't you give your website? www.aicfoundation.com Okay. Uh, Paul, do you have anything you want to uh, give out? Uh, people can uh, reach us at www.aaaprivateinvestigations.com uh, dot com. We are a security investigation entity uh, in New York City. We are licensed and bonded. Uh, we've been licensed and bonded for 35 years, um, and we uh, address any number of issues concerning investigation and uh, security. Well, I'd like to have, hire you to get Soros. <laughs> we can have that conversation after the air. Okay. And, uh, Frank, uh, you got any parting comments? Well, AmericanVoiceRadio.com is the uh, network website. Give it a, you know, give it a look over, and uh, there's a lot of great shows on here. Yeah, you have uh, one of the better shows. You've been at it for a long time, Frank, and uh, appreciate everything you've done. Also, check out uh, NationalWritersyndicate.com. That's www.NationalWritersyndicate.com. Uh, there'll be a preview of the show each week on there. Check it out a few days ahead of time. And, um, you know, call in and uh, let us know what you think. If you say you, you don't know what you're talking about, that, that's fine, too. But uh, I like obscene phone calls, so, you know, give a call. And, again, it looks like the CIA uh doing that. Oh, hey, John. Yeah. Uh, earlier today, a little news for you is uh, uh, two of our streams got hacked. We fixed it pretty quick. It only took, like, 20 minutes from when I found out about it to get it fixed. Uh, but, yeah, somebody... Uh, Somebody got in and hijacked two of our streams. Oh, wow. And uh, It's the progressive left who uh, feigns this sort of uh, support for the First Amendment, but feigning the empathy for the common man, the forgotten man. When it comes to First Amendment, my views and only my views and everybody else be damned and rioting, personal violence uh, is 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.